a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look! Up in the sky! It's a bird! It's a plane! It's Superman! Rocketed to Earth as an infant when the distant planet Krypton exploded. And who, disguised as Clark Kent, file planet reporter for the Daily Planet, fights a never-ending battle for truth, justice, and freedom with superpowers far beyond those of ordinary mortals. It's Superman, 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 Superman. Stop it. Okay, it's going now. I just had to, re- I had to quit the Audio Hijack Pro. We started that and we're good. See, now it no longer feels uh, authentic with me being lackadaisical. I was just lackadaisical before. But welcome to the Unnamed Superman podcast episode uh, number 616. Uh, you get it? You get it? You get it? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> comic book fans get it. Uh, but if you're listening to this right now, we are recording it. The Well, it's technically... It's technically tomorrow if you live across the ocean from us. Uh, it's still, it's still, uh, it's still the eleventh. It's eleven, eleven, eleven. Well, eleven, eleven, thirteen. Uh, but we're recording uh, a Man of Steel commentary right now. Uh, joining me as always is Mister Mike Ortiz. Hello, everybody. And Jason Thompson. Greetings. We're recording too late at night for anybody else to uh, actually join us that have joined us on the other ones, or the, that we just don't want you on. Yeah, that's right. I said it. We don't want you on. <laughs> you know actually, you I don't even want me on. Yeah, anyway. Uh, our cue point is nine seconds. Uh, well, it was at least nine seconds on our copy. It'll be where the Warner Brothers logo comes full right into the screen. It says Warner Brothers, a Time Warner. It's all centered and everything. And then we'll move on from there because Mike wants to talk about the Kryptonian. Uh, you guys ready? Yep. I'm ready. All right. Uh, everybody, including you, though, those of you listening, unpause in three, two, one, unpause. There we go. See, look at me. I was perfect timing. But go ahead and talk about your Kryptonian, Mike. Oh, I just wanted to uh, to basically talk about these graphics that are kind of going up you know these are all the logos but they've all got these sculpted kryptonian uh letters in them and i just thought that was a really cool way to start the movie i i i like the uh script that they invented for this uh i i buy a language if it looks like it could be handwritten that that's one of the stumbling points i've always had with the comic book kryptonian so i thought that was very cool comic book kryptonian yeah i guess i guess you can't could handwrite that stuff yeah <clears throat> comic book kryptonian is uh, horrible uh there are lots and lots and lots and lots of people who hate this movie hate the music hate everything about it uh i don't believe any of us are them there are things that we don't like but that's fine it's, it's okay i have a very strange kind of relationship with this movie um, when I think about it, I hate it. When I watch it, I love it. So it's very strange. Uh, no, it's not strange. It 
does its job. It's it's a movie built to entertain you, and if it's yeah. entertaining you for the two hours that it is, then it's done its job. Uh, the thinking about it afterwards, it's, you're looking for film, and this is not a film; it's a movie. At well, least- I mean, I disagree with that because this is this is you know a, a long established character, so certainly there's going to be more than just the entertainment value. There's the the fidelity and all the things that the geeks watch movies for as well. If you want to, that's not the focus of the people who made this movie. They made this movie to make money. Oh, sure. And, and the common, the, the average person wants to go in and be entertained for two hours. So, I, I will disagree with you on that, but that's not a discussion for this commentary. No. These hats are stupid. <laughs> the, the pseudo uh, ancient Japan look that they've gone for. See, I, st- I mean, it, it, it was strange, but I still, I just overall, like, really like the look of Krypton a lot. Oh, I yeah. like the look it of looks, Krypton. It looks like a place you could be. Uh, I mean, some strange choices as far as it, uh, this sort of pseudo-medieval vibe, but uh, yeah. um, uh, I'm just glad we didn't get a rehash of what we've seen before. I mean, that's really been my kind of complaint with various Kryptons, including even kind of some of the comic book Kryptons, is that they're just either rehashing uh, the original stuff or rehashing uh, Superman the movie, and, and no one before this really tried to say, okay, what, what, how do we right now envision a, a uh, advanced alien humanoid civilization? And this was kind of original. And, and what's what's nice about this is it's what uh, Amazing Spider-Man was doing, too. And it really does piss off people. It makes them so upset. But it's this this whole scene, this this beginning of this movie sets up a different universe for Superman to exist in. Uh, just like the newest Spider-Man did, the Amazing Spider-Man. It re- reset the universe so you can go on and tell different stories from there. So you're not going to end up with the same Christopher Reeve stuff in this movie, in this series of movies, which it upsets some people. Other people, the last one was what 25 years ago. Christopher what, Reeve's movie, 86, 86, yeah, 86. 86. yeah, I think so. yeah. So that's 20. Oh, the Superman four. It's Superman yeah. four. Yeah, that was a long time they, ago. They yeah. used to be synced up pretty well with uh, Star Trek. So probably 85, 86. It's 86. And what's funny is all the people who are complaining about this not being their Superman, blah, 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 blah. Um, the Superman they saw in the theaters was like 1978, 1980. Those first two Superman movies. I didn't see Superman in the theater until 1986. Yeah. And uh, it was fucking garbage. Don't get me wrong. It was cool to see him do stuff, but he was too PC. He like... It, it wasn't a great movie to start off with Superman, and that's probably why the character of Superman has always fallen flat for me. I, I think if I was a 12-year-old kid watching this movie, I'd be in love with the character now. And I, I, I think it was do, it's doing what the 78 film did for those people who were 12 years old in 78. Well, I mean, it's, I, I will agree with that to, to some extent, but the, the disagreement that people have with the movie is that this is not um, basically not consistent with what the character has been in a variety of mediums. Um, And that's, that's really what this is changing in many ways. Some of the very kind of essential elements of the character 
and people don't like that sometimes. Sometimes. Um, and, and especially if, is it changing it to something better or is it just changing it? And if it's not improving it, then you're just losing something that was good in place of something that's just different. Um, and I think the movie does a little bit of that too. I think that there's, and again, it, as a movie, like if I had never seen Superman before and I watched this movie, and when I watch it, like now and, and when we just you know watched it recently, um, it's it's a, a very, very effective and powerful movie. It's just, is that effective, powerful movie kind of consistent with uh, what I think Superman is or should be? Um, right. And also what's for me kind of interesting is I really... Knowing a little bit more, this this really isn't even a Superman movie. This is kind of, I think this is going to wind up being Justice League Zero, and the next one yeah. will be Justice League Point Five. Yeah. And you know we're accustomed to the way Marvel did it, which was really kind of focus on building the heroes first, and then the uh, the world was just kind of separate. But here, I think they're, they're really doing it a little bit differently. I mean, this is. I think this is going to wind up creating a Justice League that is kind of consistent with what's in the comics, with what's, with what's in the animation, you know, sort of combining el a variety of different elements. Well, do you think it's because they're, I kind of suspect it, they're using the cultural footprint of the Justice League and it just being, you know, when you think superhero, you tend to think Superman, Batman by default. They're right. using that to their advantage. That's why they can go, okay, people know enough that where we can get them up to, up to speed pretty quick. So let's just go. Because if we follow the Marvel, everyone's going to accuse us of just ripping them off. Right. And the worst part about that is they'd kind of be right. You know? Yeah, and I think that that it's actually... what I What's interesting to me about doing it this way is you know we get superman first the way we actually did then we get batman the way we actually did and then we get kind of everybody else which is really the way that that it, it evolved in the comics um so it really is kind of it feels to me that it's more the start of that than something that is uniquely superman because that the tone of superman in a superman comic is different than the tone of superman in a justice league comic and I think that, and and I, I have to wonder if some like hardcore Batman fans may have issue with, with the way that the next movie works because, you know, they've never seen Batman in the context with with other superheroes, and it's going to have to be different than either the Burton or the Nolan stuff. It's going to have to be significantly different so. because when you actually uh, look at Batman in Justice League, my favorite is Grant Morrison's Batman in Justice League. Uh, he he has to uh, like uh, the uh, Pete Holmes show thing with uh, I'm here I'm here for I need your help Batman he's like wait why I'm I'm just a guy like there has to be you have to create this character that's actually even larger than the character larger than life than the character's ever been before on the big screen because even though he's larger than life on the big screen physically when you actually look at the universe he's just punching guys in the face. Like, this has to be a guy that you could believe can take down an alien spaceship, which is going to be very, very hard to do. And I hope they do it well. You know, we kind of been glossing over a lot of stuff. These two, uh, Russell Crowe and I think Elite Zura, I mean, 
I'm not, I'm, I butchered the name, guaranteed. They were, they were fantastic. Yeah. I, I think, I think they do a lot of the hard work of pulling you in enough to where you can start seeing crazy shit. And, you know, that's the important part of the first five minutes of the movie. If you can get something to pull you in, you won't care if what the next two hours is just crazy. I, I think they learned that from uh, Star Trek 09. Yeah. That, that opening scene of Star Trek 09 sold Star Trek 09 because you could do anything after I love you, I love you so much. After yep. that, you, you got everybody. You got all the women in the theater and and at least half the men. So, yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, Russell Crowe in particular, he, he didn't exactly have an easy uh, easy road to walk. I mean, he's got a Marlon Brando. He's, he's got a... He, he's going to hear that at least somewhere in his head while he's thinking about getting his character together. This, well, is, this is definitely a different journal. Well, I think that, that what's interesting about this, uh, this Krypton, is it's it, it really kind of sets the tone for the whole movie of just how kind of big this is going to be. You know, the standard story is just basically a planet blowing up, uh, a man and his wife shooting you know, a rocket into space. But this adds this whole layer of a civil war of kind of this, you know, it, it gives Zod this, this you know, strange kind of, you know, Nazi-like uh, eugenics, genetics or whatever uh, tone that, that's really never been there before in in singular Superman stories like this. I think they've there's a little bit more of that when you start reading comics about Krypton and you get a little yeah. bit more of that. So really, this is the first time that Krypton has been something more than this is just the place they shoot him from, which I think is kind of interesting. Am I I the only one, at least it was implied in my head, that the whole reason this coup happens is because Jarrell went to Zod before he went to the council and said, I need your help. And Zod took the information and said, well, fuck this. Uh, I, I've got to protect Krypton by destroying the council and taking the codex and getting the hell out of here. I hadn't really thought about that, but that uh, that kind of makes sense. I don't know about the taking the codex part, but it, it definitely is implied that they kind of had a conversation about it. Yeah. Before well, the, there's there's definitely an implied friendship. Yeah. And, and, or at least a history. Yeah. And at the end of the movie, when when he's telling what his purpose is, what he's built for, I am built to protect Krypton. This is a second chance for. So you know, it's not just the bloodlines you've been working. And yeah, Michael Sheen is that a, a Shannon? Shannon. Shannon. I always get their names mixed up because they're almost identical. He's an amazing Zod. Like when I would see him on Boardwalk Empire, and then somebody was like, "Yeah, that's the guy that's going to play Zod." I'm like, "What the fuck? He can't play Zod." And then I realized. Yeah, he can. I saw him in Premium Rush, like, days after I heard about him playing Zod. I was like, oh, yeah, I can can see him doing something with this. That's for sure. Yeah, he's an excellent... uh, Christy was almost going to be on here. She watched this movie. Christy does not watch superhero films. She's not that kind of person. She likes Michael uh, Shannon that much. And she she was just going to talk about how great he is in this movie. She doesn't care about the movie at all. She just likes him. Uh, this part doesn't make any sense. I, I will point it out. 
why is a scientist able to kick a general's ass? He shouldn't right. be able to. Just well, but that one of the things that, that it made me wonder was, is is this shared past? I mean, for, for all we know, uh, Jarrell was in the military at some point. Right. Maybe. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I that's kind of one of the strange things in general about the, the action hero Jor-El as opposed to just the strict scientist Jor-El. See, um, I saw it. I saw it as more desperation. Like it, he's, you know, he's in the desperate act of saving his son, and you know that sort of uh, fight was okay. have to give. And but even like, why, why does he, he have a suit of armor? Well, you know, family armor. Yeah, I, I can't imagine all the elves were uh, scientists the whole way back. Yeah, you know, do you hear that? Nothing. Yeah. Well, the the regret. Yeah. The music drops right out. No, I mean, because the music is triumphant, and and the music in this movie is amazing. Yeah, I can't hum Superman's theme, but goddamn, does not it not get an emotional reaction from me when I hear it? Yeah, I'd I'd argue that. The reason you can hum the John Williams score and the Danny Elfman score is because, you know, you watch them at the perfect time for that music to stay with you forever. Yeah. Maybe. You know? Or maybe they're just... I just humble. think that those are more specific themes. I mean, yeah. even... Because, you know, I was fairly old when I saw Batman. So that's... Uh, right. It, it, that those it's just those are things that are isolated as themes because even like the new star trek has a theme yeah. that you can that you can hum i mean it's it's kind of just the creative choice of is the music basically going to be a thing unto itself or is it going to be in service to what's on the screen and i and and you know what for dc movies well actually you know it's funny it's almost all the current generation of comic book movies because i i know what the avengers theme is when i hear it but I couldn't hum it to you right yeah. now. I couldn't yeah. hum you Thor's theme or Iron Man or Captain America. Yeah. But I but I know it. Uh, and and just like Superman, I can't hum this theme most of the time. I can do the da da da. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And but it, it always gets me all boogly. I like how they have a giant non in the background. Yeah. I think is he a digital guy the whole time, Mike? Uh, I believe so. He's like there, but like, like he's just a like taller guy. But they because uh, on on set, or at least when they were shooting uh, Smallville stuff, it was one of those a dude in a motion capture shoot, suit yeah. with a uh, ball on a stick on top of his head. Okay, I thought so. Wait, I will find him, Zod. An interesting reimagining of the Phantom Zone, also. Yeah. Well, I, I I like the fact that Zod knows the planet is going to explode, and he is very very mad that they are being sentenced to basically die. Yeah. Like oh, because it, it's not death. It's not what they said. But the council doesn't believe that the planet's going to explode. Like we've got time. Quit your bitching. So they put him in that thing. The other thing that, that I find strange is Superman's going to stay young looking for a very, very long time. 
I don't yeah. know if you know, because yeah. they say 30 years ago. Like, yeah, they they lived it. They, they didn't just like sit out those 30 years. They lived it. And well, no, she's, no. you know, the Farah still looks in her 20s. He's still, you know, he. The only way you can tell any time's passed is he's got a little chin beard. Right. And, and and they say, you know, after the planet exploded, we got knocked out, and we went, we started searching. So for 30 years they were looking for him, and they look the same. So, wait, does that mean that he's going to look the same? Because it, it wasn't even a an Earth thing. You know, because I can understand yeah. if it was an Earth thing. Well, they're just a very, very long-lived species, like Vulcans. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and yeah, I like was... uh, Kelix. Yeah. The the technolo the techno uh, the tech displays that they used on Krypton are yeah. awesome. The whole uh, it looks like those hand palm things. Yeah. Yeah, those hand palm things. And again, it just that that goes back to the. You know, just start not not looking at the comics, not looking at the other movies, just asking the question: How do you? How would we design uh, something that has to be recognizable to us, but still very alien? Yeah. Uh, I was uh, listening to Paul Feig. Is that his name? No, Kevin Feige. Kevin, Kevin Feige. Feige on yeah. uh, the Nerdist yesterday, and he, and the way he was talking about why how they're doing the Marvel stuff and. One of the things that I thought was interesting, which I think they did here. They didn't do it before, but I think they did it here, even though people will disagree with me. He was like, the the Marvel movies that failed, the ones that, that didn't hit their mark, they got away from the source material, got too far away from the source material. They, they tried to jazz it up with something. And, and with what Marvel tried to do was stick to the source material because it it, it stood 50 years. So obviously there's something there it just hasn't been gotten to everybody and i think the same could be said for superman uh yeah there are things in it that aren't superman like but for the, the this is the superman story this is the origin yeah. other than oh superman doesn't kill and superman doesn't let all these people die at the end it's like well superman's also we uh, how often do we get to see superman right at the beginning yeah well i mean this isn't even superman year one uh, like the end of the movie it's essentially superman right one. right although i am uh, i'm going to call bullshit on kevin feige and he just said that on the nerdist because that's what the geeks want to hear and okay. he's full yeah. of shit yeah well i mean because x-men 2 was a great movie than... and it's straight from the source material yeah. and a lot of the, the marvel movies that yeah that weren't good are that, that were good did and some of the i mean let's face it iron man 2 was was, was kind of a piece of crap i mean sometimes you yes. get a good movie sometimes you don't and he yeah. just wants to pop onto the podcasts and say, "Look, we understand I, you. Please don't boycott us. Everyone hates DC." Yeah, you I didn't even listen to it, Mike. I no, I didn't. But if if that's what he said, I'm calling bullshit on it because that's that's. I mean, come on, that's why you go. He's going on the Nerdist podcast to to sell Marvel comics and Marvel or Marvel movies, not to have an in depth, you know, discussion about this. You that's didn't not listen job. to the discussion. Yeah, I didn't. Did so he stop. say what you said he said? Yeah, but it was then I, I, I'm that saying that's taking, wrong, and I, I don't think this movie does it either. You think it sticks mostly to the source material? This? Yeah. No, not really. We okay. just said the, the the Krypton at the beginning is something completely different. 
different. I mean, what do you mean by sticks to the source? Well, I don't want it, this to turn into an argument about the philosophy no, of Marvel. No, no, comic book I, it, it sticks to the not necessarily word for word, letter for letter, but the character and the feel. No, That's, I think this is not consistent with the character at all. Yeah, I know. I've said that repeatedly. Yeah. Because he kills somebody? No, not just that. I, I mean, I'm not also going to say that it's worse. I'm well, just saying it's different. Because he doesn't smile very much. No, it's a, it's a very different tone. Although I'm not, and again, I'm not saying that it's bad. I'm kind of thinking is this, is are we seeing the process of reinventing the character? When they make changes and they stick, just like, you know, Batman is a character that is dark, then he's a character that is light, then he's a character that's dark, and it keeps going yeah. back and forth. And that's how the character evolves. So is this a one-off where they got it wrong, or is this the beginning of the new right. phase of the character? I mean, that's really kind of what, what I think this movie's really doing, very, de very deliberately. I think that is the, the goal, is to say, to challenge, no, that's not Superman, this is Superman. If it sticks, then this it's, is Superman. Right. You know, when I saw that in the uh, trailers, I thought it was the Eiffel Tower falling. For the longest time, I thought oh, it was really? the Eiffel Tower. Yeah. Because it looks like it, like the Eiffel Tower was on fire. This is where people argue, man, that there's a implied Aquaman cameo. Really? Well, not during the panic attack, but when they cut back to him still in the water. Yeah. Really? Well, maybe. I do like this, though. Oh, this is awesome. And again, like this is this is something that I've never seen explored like this. Like, I mean, I, th I mentioned before when we talked about Smallville, my absolute favorite, the thing that made me just sold on Smallville right off the bat was that idea that there were, that the kryptonite came down in a meteor shower that, that leveled the town. And I was yeah. like, that's, I've never seen that before. That's, that's such a cool thing, just like this. I mean, they, they, they played with the superpowers in Smallville, but it's mostly comedic. This is yeah. terrifying. Yeah. You know, I've never seen a Superman that was terrified of his power, but it makes a lot of sense. I think it's actually a really clever place to take it. I also think that that there's there's a character shift later on after he has the conversation with Jarrell. That that's the other thing they did with Clark, and I think that's what people balked at. He's unsure of himself because he's like a lot of adopted slash abandoned children there's this piece of them that doesn't understand why they were left behind. Yeah. You know, you know? You're, you're right because he does, he does become way more confident after. Yeah. Oh yeah. After and he that, leaves I, I have to imagine that would eat away with eat away. You know, just, you know, they, they, they sent me away. Why would they send me away? No, not only do they send me away, I am a freak. Yeah. Not, you know, where you think you're a freak and you just feel bad because you feel like a freak. Yeah. He can see through walls, he can see through people, and he can shoot fire from his eyes, and he's a little kid. And, yeah. Where, where's that? Well, going? yeah, especially at that point. Here, the, the humpback whales, people have been saying this is an implied Aquaman cameo. The Aquaman sent the whales. Oh, okay. Or just some humpback whale showed up. Yeah. I think so. I, either that or I think that's uh, what was it, <laughs> George and Gracie? Yeah. yeah, from Star Trek. Right, right as that was happening, there was a Klingon bird of prey. 
<laughs> scooping him up. Scooping him up. <laughs> just, just the next frame. Uh, gigantic. Gi fucking gigantic man. Look at him. He's a monster. I, I mean, this is the first time I've ever seen a Superman without his shirt that looked like fucking Superman. Because yeah. even uh, Tom Welling was a, was a kind of small dude compared to him the way he yeah. is right here. Like, Welling was big for the show. Like, oh, look at him without a shirt. He looks like he could be Superboy. That looks yeah. like he and, could and be Superboy. And Brandon Routh, same thing. Christopher Reeve. Yeah. Um, this was the first time that that I'd seen a Superman in the comic that or in a movie that was like, that's a big fucking dude. The way that, like, Alex Ross paints him. Yeah. You right. know, things like He's that. He's like... Cavill's like 6'2", right? Somewhere around yeah. there. And him and, Al, him, and, him and Affleck are actually like actual human tall. It's not going to be like James Marsden in the X-Men where he's got to stand on a box. I'll be right back. Well, not look, okay. Uh, uh, Mar- Marsden. Yeah, flash. <laughs> well, Marsden, Marsden is six foot tall, but yeah. uh, Hugh Jackman is like 6'4". And, and so is Fank and Jeff. Yeah. So Jensen. Yeah. yeah, so let's give Marsden some credit. Uh, this is an amazing scene here. Uh, the saving of the school bus. And the fact that Clark knows he can't be hurt at this point. You can tell that he knows he's fu- he's going to be fine. Well, it, you know, it's one of those things. It's like they show he's kind of this bullied kid when everything's under normal circumstances. But yeah. Every time there's a crisis everything turns off for him and he's like all right i know exactly what to do yeah he has to act and i and and, and the and people get upset about the pa kent line that comes later because of this he's like should i should i let them die maybe and i kind of understand where pa kent's coming from but he also he also walks it back during the course of that conversation yeah but it's like but still it's an honest reaction from a father who sees his son having all these crazy abilities that are terrifying to both him and you and and the fact that if somebody does if if the american government found out what he could do that he would be in a lab the rest of his life right like that's terrifying yeah martha and jonathan would be in jail and now lana would probably be questioned for days upon weeks yeah it's it's one of those things <clears throat> and and the, I love this. He's listening to the conversation outside. And Pete and, and the the reaction from Pete's mother. This is this is where the movie kind of falls apart for a lot of people. If you are not on board and believe Pete's mother being as scared as she is, then you don't believe Pa Kent's reaction on yeah. why he does what he does. And but, she's reaching by going, oh, th- this was providence. It was God. It was like, oh, right. I, I need something because this is this is frightening. I almost lost my son today. And I don't understand how you can't understand where she's coming from because, it, you know, losing a family member in a freak accident is easy to understand. Yeah. And she's terrified. Right. We talked about this. You have to. Oh. And I like Costner as Pa Kent. Others don't. Uh, I know Mike prefers um, what's his name from Smallville, but he had. Uh, but 
uh, Schneider. Well, Schneider from Smallville also had, you know, hundreds of, uh, how many episodes? Did he last 100 he episodes? In, he would, I think he was all the way to the 100th episode. It went right. 200, right? Yeah, so he he he's got like a he's got like a hundred and hundred twenty episodes to really build the character of Pocket. Uh, Kevin Costner has what twenty five minutes? Yeah, maybe and he's got as long as Glenn Ford did, I think. Or John John Glenn Ford. I'm I can't I've never even right? remember his name. Old no. Pocket. Yeah, the guy who's actually dead now. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, uh, and this is uh, this is where he finds out. Well, yeah. this, this I love the kids' reaction to this is great. Yeah, you're the answer to is there life in the universe? Like, and he, he just go, he flat out, I don't want to be that answer. Right. If, that's where I I remember I bought in completely right here in this in this scene. Yeah. And, and and the thing is, I think that's new for for Clark. Mike, what is 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 the not wanting it early on? Because that that was in Smallville too. Oh, not early on. That's more mean? of a more modern thing. Yeah, that's a modern thing. Yeah. Okay, like it because it really he's like, wait, no, I want to be a normal person. I don't want to be this i don't want this thrust upon me it really does feel like jesus well they, it's funny because they really don't focus on clark at this age much they usually jump from um you know Three being found up yeah. to being kind of more of a teenager you know being ready to start his journey so they really rarely focused on this in the comics they did, but I think he was out also Superboy at that time. And and yeah, the tone there is he's 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 got this responsibility and he loves it and he's got a flying dog and he's got a costume and right. Um, so yeah, the, I think this type of stuff kind of kicks it even after Man of Steel because there he finds out when he's an adult or when he's eighteen. You mean Superman? No, the John Byrne Man of Steel. Oh, okay. So yeah, he doesn't find out that he's he's an alien until and he's and again there's someone who's using his powers to be like a football star, right? So uh, so yeah, this I mean maybe maybe Mark Wade is where some of this comes in, but maybe Earth, maybe right. even Smallville. I'm actually, you know, as I'm watching this, there's a lot of little elements that you know Smallville has kind of woven into the the Superman uh, mythos. mythos over time. I like saying mythos. Yeah, this the way he adjust his hat told me everything i need to know about this guy <laughs> <laughs> you know it's like oh you're a cock <laughs> and and i and it's funny you see clark he can't help but help people even though he's after his own agenda because you can hear him listening to his own agenda right here but then something happens and he touched her in in the cooch man yeah. Like he didn't just grab her butt; he was like poking her cooch. I love, I love this. I don't know how they did this. The physical acting in this part here is kind of amazing. Because okay, that part, no big deal. Like all right, but when he goes to push Clark, and Clark does not move at all. Like, I think it's the camera move. 
it's kind of amazing. I almost wonder if it's like a reverse thing, like they started with his hands on his chest and then like back he up. jumps back and then they flip it. Maybe there's a cut right at the point of impact, so they could have just he goes and hits him, and then they cut before right before the impact, and then he just has his hands on him and bounces off. I don't care how ballsy you are. If you shoved a guy like that and he didn't even flinch, yeah. you wouldn't be throwing that can. Yeah, you don't throw the can. Although the can was a nice effect, too. That was digitally. And right there, it, people would call this movie joyless. You're out of your goddamn mind. Right there. <laughs> Everyone laughed. I saw the movie four times in theaters. Every time people laughed at that moment. Yeah, because he was, he was a dick there. Way to go, super dick. <laughs> Oh, and we forgot to mention Super Baby Dick, uh, but yeah. it'll it'll pop back up later. Super Boy, Baby Dick will be back. This is a Zack Snyder. <laughs> <laughs> and then this is where they meet, and Lois Lane. People have a lot of problems with Lois Lane knowing his secret. I, I don't understand why. I, that always has been a stumbling point for me. It's like, you're the world's greatest reporter, but you can't figure out a pair of glasses. And yes, I know he can change his facial structure and all these things and you know all the jokes. Right. Shouldn't it click? Because I've always read Perry as knowing. E- even when Lois did, and I always assumed Perry did. Kind of like I've always assumed Gordon knew who Batman was pretty much from the start. Yeah. Well, and I think what it does for the character, it makes the character of Lois a lot stronger by making it not she, he tells her. She does what a reporter is fucking supposed to do. She has something that intrigues her, and she digs into it and finds out the answer. That makes sense to me. Like, I don't understand why people would be upset with it. Mike, do you know? Uh, well, again, it just becomes a change in the dynamic. Personal taste. It's, it's just a change in, okay. Yeah, that, that's, that's not the way, that, that is something, that is not the way the relationship between the characters has classically been. Yeah. Oh. But the funny thing is it all it at least in in mo, in many of the modern incarnations always does wind up there. You know, yeah. they're they're married uh in the comics or they were married in the comics. They uh got married on Lois and Clark. Uh the two of uh, you know Lo, or Lois knew his secret before he actually donned the Superman costume in Smallville. So again, that's something that's been kind of evolving into the mythology for a while. Well, she and, knows she knows now in the comics again. So, well, and it's because when Lois Lane was created, it was the nineteen what thirties? Is she a thirties character? Or is she forty? Yeah, she goes all the way back. Yeah, thirty-eight. The the she was amazing because she was a woman. Who could uh who was working in the in the, the reporter room and that was all you needed was she's a, a an upstanding female character because she's doing something that men do. And that was that's as far as it really went for a good forty or fifty years before they actually started to go, Hey, maybe we need to stop making her just the damsel in distress and, and addressing the fact that she's a female character that we might want to make into a strong, intelligent female character. Which they've done over the last twenty years. I like Lois Lane. Lois Lane is one of, is one of my favorite characters in the Superman universe. I actually like Lois more than I like Superman. I think it's because she's more human. My favorite Lois is still uh, Erica Durant. Because she, you've seen her naked? No. Oh, okay. Because you 
watch I, the I bought her Lois. I completely and I, I think uh, the way they and, and you know it, it's funny like talking about this in, in Smallville and, and I, I came back in just as you were talking about John or uh, yeah. you know how much more time John Snyder had his pocket and I think that is to me one of the failings of superhero movies in general is because the these characters were created in long-term serial formats so you don't get that in two hours that requires more time it works on tv surprisingly well because you can build that over time so that's kind of one of the problems that i think all of the superhero movies I, i just saw thor the dark world and i will say exactly the same thing about that movie is that the characters and we might see it because we know those relationships in the comics but a lot of people who would just come in don't really get kind of the complexities of the relationship of Thor and Loki because that takes a long time to really build. Yeah. And you can and, and like with TV, you're if you got 10 years, you're fucking lucky. But you know, shit, Superman's been building character moments on character moments for 75 years. How do you st- how do you communicate that in 2 hours? You know, Forget 2 amazing. hours. How do you com- communicate it in a glance? Because because sometimes that's what it is in a movie for us. We know the yeah. characters, we know the stuff, right. and there's a glance in a moment, and we know it. And and does that translate to other people? Sometimes yes, sometimes no. Well, and I think I mean these movies are crafted so that you don't need that. Yeah. Um, and that's why they're working with wider audiences. But that, that's why to me it's like this is why even like even the Avengers. I I, I just saw that at the Thor marathon. And even though I love that movie, it's like I can find a hundred Avengers comics that I think are much, much better Avengers oh, yeah. stories than that. But that's because they, they all can have that context. Because you know, I like, would just like the entire Brian Michael Bendis run on Avengers. I mean, that's that's kind of a monumental thing. And the movies will never be able to do that because they have two hours. Right. You know, even even building the Marvel movies as a whole, that's still you're talking less than a, a TV season. Forget a TV yeah. season. It's less than a day, isn't it? There are only what? There's seven, eight movies now? How now, many Marvel movies are there? Either of you guys read the prequel comic that came out? Seven. No. Uh, oh, the, the Walmart one? Yeah, I read it. Um, That has Kara? Yeah. So basically, Kara was on this ship. 20,000 years. And she yeah. was, and she left, and she's the open container. So she could yeah. still be out there frozen. Supergirl. Yeah. Right. No, I just wanted to say Supergirl for the people who didn't understand what you meant by Kara. Oh. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah, I suppose they could be like Starbuck. <laughs> <laughs> right. Now, if you aren't terrified of him, Right about here is where you become terrified of of that man. And then, okay, so you're you're calm. You're still not scared of him. Like, ah, so what? He just crushed that thing in his hands. Maybe it was easy to crush. Maybe he's just super strong. Fine. Whatever. Um, I like the fact that no matter what, this shit is scary. Even uh, he's smiling. He's kind. He's got very kind eyes. I really like the heat vision effect, too. Oh, yeah. 
how, how the the veininess around the eye. Like yeah. Yeah, that terrifying, terrifying. <laughs> and it does suck that uh, I just realized that one of the big, uh, big, uh, not Superman. Yeah, Superman characters dies in this movie. Uh, the uh, what's his name, oh, Professor yeah. Doctor Hamilton. Yeah, I was like, wait a minute, he's in he's in a lot of stuff. Or does he? Well, yeah, because he get sucked into the fan was yeah he can always come out yeah they could all come out <laughs> wasn't colonel hardy he wasn't guardian was he like in I the know. comics i don't, or I don't was remember. that somebody else uh, uh, oh uh, i i like it i like it. the fact he left law in order to do this movie and, yeah and true blood he's like i'll leave law in order to do true blood and being superman You know, I did, even though, you know, now obviously I can't, uh, the idea of him as Lex. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would have loved him as Lex Luthor. I'm still not sold on uh, Cranston. That's not him. Oh, it's not? No, I, I don't think so. I mean, they didn't. I, st I still don't know if they've cast Lex, have they? Yeah. I, I know oh. they're, they've implied that Lex is at least going to be a part of what happened. Yeah. Thank it could, he could very well still be the shadowy figure. Giving them room to can't, uh, you know, cast him in Man of Steel two, I'm, Justice I'm, League one, or however, however you want to think of it. I'm this was, well, I, I think he's going to be cast, uh, at least uh, a significant part because I, I, I'm, I'm actually betting on Dark Side for the Justice League movie. That was the first rumor, and it's like yeah. they, they got, they got Thanos coming. If they can get Dark Side out before Thanos, Marvel looks like they're ripping him off. Right. But uh, yeah, you're right. Uh, Larry Fishburne here is actually a really good Perry White. Yeah. It, it was one of those things where, like, the second I heard it, I went, I don't think I've ever... It, it like, it never didn't work in my head. It's just I never saw Perry White as someone who could be calm and controlled the way I always see Lawrence Fishburne. Yeah. I never thought he couldn't do it. Yeah. I, I don't... Then again, the subtle racism. Well, it's subtle. <laughs> it came up in Thor. It came up in this for a second. I think uh, I think Perry White is the one character that they've kind of gotten right and gotten as a great match to whatever medium it's been. You know, every movie has its own or has its own take, and uh, the Smallville, yeah, the TV shows. And I've, I've actually liked all of them. That's because he's a very malleable character. There isn't in the comic books. I I don't know any of Perry White's backstory. Is there backstory to Perry White? Oh, a lot. Is there? Does he have a family? Like I don't yeah. know anything about him. Uh, his son, uh, for a while, they thought was uh, Luther's son. Luther banged his wife. Nice. Oh yeah, there's a. I mean, all of it has probably been wiped away, but you know, by the new Fifty Two, so we don't really know what it is now. But, uh, yeah, they did a very – got it. I mean, they, that's one thing is they mined Superman's supporting characters very, very well. I always got bored with them because he's Superman. As a matter of fact, in the comic book form, I was always bored with Superman until the animated series. 
because until you actually see him do these things, even though they're animated things, you know, he's lifting a building. You know, I understand, you know, seeing him holding a building up or holding a car up was okay. But, you know, the the Hulk can do that. Uh, Luke Cage can do that. There's Spider-Man can do that. Like, what are you doing in, in the comic book form that nobody else can do? And it didn't seem like he could until they showed it to me. In a, in, in a kind of visual format. And also the, the Superman that was kind of around when when you would have uh, encountered him was a much uh, more down-to-earth, kind of uh, weaker Superman. Yeah. Um, you know, when, when he's actually literally moving planets in, uh, in the Silver Age, then it's like, holy shit, he can do anything. Yeah. I'm going to clean my suit by flying through the sun. Yeah, <laughs> this is propaganda. I love that. The that's the look at. That's the feeling I get. Oh yeah. And this was a, a nice uh, way to to deliver a lot of exposition, but give us something really cool to look at. Yeah. And again, it's a weird because it's it's metallic and and kind of sculptural. It almost seems like it's low tech, but it's then it's very high tech. Right. Which uh, just a, a wonderful thing. That, yeah, and yeah. civilization that's a hundred thousand years old. I mean, all of that is just woven into this Krypton. I mean, I, again, that Krypton's probably my favorite, and, and and how it not just on Krypton, but even here, uh, Zod ship, all of the stuff with Zod. I mean, that's really the 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 thing that that is so kind of new and and reimagined an original uh and and that that's one of my that's probably my favorite parts of the movie it's like all the krypton stuff i could have i could have done three or four movies on krypton just 10 hours straight, not straight of course but just the rise the rise and fall of drell and zod i could have i could and there have there have been a lot of great krypton stories i mean old yeah. and new i mean that it really is uh some interesting stuff to mine and it, it's good that that they uh that they're doing it i, I mean I, I was kind of always disappointed i know they, they really did mine it a lot on smallville but it, they didn't really do that great a job and it was still kind of that reimagined uh richard donner kind of thing yeah um but you know they also didn't have they also didn't have this kind of money yeah i really i really would i really hope dc does like a you know kind of like a their Smallville comic and their Arrow comic, Krypton in this universe. I would love to see that. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's what that uh, promo comic was. Yeah. So yeah, that would be that would be really cool. And some nice digital firsts. I had forgotten that the S standing for hope came from uh, Birthright. Yeah. Yeah. And the um, the the inverted. Standing for resurrection that comes from death and return, right? But if you invert the symbol, it becomes resurrection. Oh, I didn't know that. I think I can't remember. It, it either right around that time it has to be. And you know, great shot. Fifty minutes into the movie, you've got him in the suit. Yep, just at the perfect, at just about the right time. And because then, you know, you're starting. You might be getting a little bit antsy at this. Point. It's like, let's go. I, I don't. Well, that's about where it was in Superman the movie. Yeah. And, and my, my, my favorite part 
is he doesn't fly. He leaps a couple yep. times before he flies, which is a nice nod to fans who know that Superman didn't fly at the beginning. He just leapt tall buildings in a single bound. And it works just as well if you don't know that, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You just think he's started trying to start to fly. Testing limits. Ah. Uh, and when he's... I love this music. Yeah. The music is so. It, eventually, he takes off, and then he Almost starts. Almost gets it. <laughs> and then he gets it, and he's smiling and laughing. We should really be talking, but we're all like, "Oh, this is awesome! This is my favorite well, part of the movie." Just, I, I, yeah. I, <laughs> Cavill is captivating. Well, and, and then we're about to get my, my favorite Superman takeoff, period. I, I love when he takes off from here. You will give the people of Earth I love the, the Jor-El voiceover that uh, comes from All-Star Superman. The, they will join you in the sun. Yeah. You will accomplish wonders. And that, that's what sold me on um, that teaser trailer. The one that yeah. we saw was the Jonathan Kent one, but then I saw the Jor-El one, and I was like, oh, that's beautiful. I got the I got I, the Jor-El one, too. I love this. Where I was at. I love this right here. I love that everything is moving away from his hand. Oh. I love it. And then, ah. Oh, there's a smile. Yep. This shot's that comes up straight out of birthright, right? Yeah. Splits the super herd. Yep. And yeah, the, this is I, fantastic. Yeah. And I, I was watching it yesterday. I noticed that uh, when they do the close-ups of him and he's flying, you can hear the the whistling that they used to do on the uh, George Reeves show. Huh. Ah, oh, I mean, come on. Now he's had his power. He, well, he's had his powers for a while, but he just learned to fly this day. And then later on this day, <laughs> maybe let's give it two days. Yeah. Zod shows up. I, a week at the outside. Oh, it's not that long. No, yeah, it's days. It's days. Yeah. If if days, it might be a day. I love all the flying stuff he does. And here's a nod to Christopher Reeves. And we're back into Reporter Lois. Reporter Lois. D doing reporting. Yeah. Like, you know, doing investigative reporting. She's investigating. I got... I, I'm not really down for a Green Lantern reboot, but if they were to reboot Green Lantern, I would like... What's his name? Tamo Penniket? Hilo? Yeah. I think he'd be a fantastic Hal Jordan. Yeah. A good. different type of Hal Jordan from Brian Reynolds, for sure. Pete Ross. It's so and weird. Then they're back to I got used to being black at this point. Well, after I saw his, <laughs> after I saw his oh, dick, I, 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 he died in my. It died for me. Died. 
because I, I saw the Playboy Playmate thing, and I was like, oh, it's a Playboy Playmate. Yeah, awesome. She's having sex. I can't wait to see this. Oh, my God, it's Pete Russell. Oh, my God, that's his penis. Oh, his penis looks <laughs> weird. His penis is weird looking. That, that was the thing. It was, it, if it was just, a, you know, a nice old hog, I'd be okay with it. It was like a weird looking penis. I was like, oh, why are you videotaping that? <laughs> so I now know what Pete Ross's penis looks like. Good for you. And I love that. That he just shows up behind her. Simple camel trick. Yeah, I mean, this, uh, I, I thought this was a really ballsy way to take it at first. Yeah. You know, that uh, having her know right from the outset and uh, and actually then can be kind of a, almost an accomplice in a way. Yeah. Um, and it does, because that was one of the, the things that, that they wound up getting rid of uh when they rebooted the character with the, with Crisis was this kind of weird love triangle where Lois loved Superman, but Clark loved Lois, and and they inverted that. And Lois, you know, after Crisis, uh, wound up falling in love with Clark even before she knew he was Superman. Okay. And so that that kind of, you know, changes things. So there's no love triangle. She's not chasing after this kind of fictional character. She's actually in love with a real human being who is actually a very good human being who has saved her life repeatedly um so so you know kind of doing that here at the beginning it it means that yeah she's basically going to be responding to clark because she encounters clark and learns about him before there's before he puts the before she ever sees him in the costume right um you know she she meets him first as a man not as a superman which is, i think kind of interesting and i guess smallville did the same thing yeah they did take that from Smallville. Uh, the only problem I have with this scene, the one and only problem, is Pa Kent going back instead of Clark. Yeah, that didn't make any sense. That doesn't make any sense, but it's only if you think about it. In the moment, it actually, in the moment, it makes perfect sense. Because if I was, if this was a scenario that I was in, my dad would turn back to help other people and tell me to go protect your mom. That, that's what would happen. But then, this right here. Oops. Yeah, and that's, you know, well, he could have done it just, Jonathan Kent could have done it just as easily, and you know that Clark wouldn't have gotten hurt. Right. And like, and I think he could have gotten hurt without giving away a secret. That's really the whole thing. Right. You know, if, if his foot got crushed in the car, it wouldn't have mattered. Right. But it's about the sacrifice. Yeah. Well, it's it's also about Jonathan Kent talk or walking the walk and talking the talk. I, you know, you've got to defend this secret. Yeah. Even with your life. And I see. I I believe that that I'm I'm gonna. I know you can save me, but I'm not gonna let you. Yeah, the saving part I get. It's just the if John that was stupid for Jonathan to not let Clark go. Right. Right. You know that was that was a mistake. That's the mistake, but this part, I, I the first time I watched this, I almost cried. Yeah, it's the music. I'm a sappy motherfucker. I don't care. Well, this, I, I the only reason I don't like this scene is from an entirely selfish standpoint is that I would have liked more Kevin Costner down the line. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, I, I agree. I actually, that, I don't I like versions imagine. of Superman where the 
cancer not alive. Yeah. I'm both for me, not just, you know, Ma Kent's alive. I, yeah. I like yeah. Pa Kent as a character. And uh, you know, they in both the regular DC universe and now and in, in many of the iterations he's gone. But that was that to me was one of the coolest things that that uh, the Man of Steel reboot did. I thought he was a great character. I was mad hey. he was uh, killed off on Smallville too. That's well, when the show jumps the shark right. for me. Especially for Lana when they, they, it was the same thing they did with Harry Kim over on Voyager. They they had already run out of stuff to do with her, but they didn't kill her. Harry Kim. Yeah, well they, they had nothing left to do with Harry Kim yet they didn't kill him when they brought on Seven and Nine. Oh no, they got rid of Cass. Right. That's that's she was replacing Cass. Not Harry Kim. Harry Kim served a purpose. He's the Mayweather. Just suffer. <laughs> and I like hearing mean, right from the start, Lois is, is protecting a secret. Yeah. She gets it. She understands completely. And I and, and, and he kinda needs her. So let's make it three weeks since you're so willing to agree with me. Perry. No, no, go. And I love Perry. I love the fact that he's not yelling angry, Perry. Yeah. yeah. But I he's also like smart, he Perry. He knows something's up. Yeah. And, and here's one of the things that, um, that for me kind of made me really think about the movie in a different way is, is this idea that he, he did not want to announce that there was alien life. Yeah. That, that you know, they they don't want this thing that's going to change their world. And that's what Superman does here. You know, his arrival basically signals the beginning of, of a massive change in in this universe. Which would do the same thing for ours. Yeah. LexCorp. Well, it's, the, it's the thesis of the movie. Can you imagine how people would react if someone like this was out there? Yeah. Well, and I can't wait until the next movie because... Half, half, half the world has to blame him. Yeah, because Zod says, "I am coming for oh, this yeah. guy. Give yeah. him over to me, and everything will be fine." And then Zod attacks the planet. Half the planet doesn't know that the guy turned himself in. Yeah. Well, that's that, that's one of the was one of the criticisms was that uh, this was a world where it would have been better off if uh, the ship never made it. Yeah. <laughs> At this point, yes, it is true. If if he had like missed and hit Mars, they'd have been much better off for it. I mean, if you think about it, the whole thing is is predicated on him being on this quest to find his people, and well, he finds them, yeah. and they're going to destroy the planet. He finds them, and they're dicks. Well, yeah, because you know, it, I like to imagine that if Zod hadn't basically already had to deal with it you know he's on the edge already by the time he shows up here yeah if he wasn't on the edge maybe clark could have talked to him hey there's eight other planets in the system you know you guys take mars or or jupiter which i would imagine would serve terraforming purposes better than than oh, earth Venus. yeah well hell, they Venus. could go anywhere yeah yeah they and, don't and, have to stay in know, this solar and, system and then you know once you guys terraform that we'll we'll fire up the genesis chamber and i'll give you you know some of the genetic codes here and there and you know we'll just we'll have a new krypton and yeah because we'll, we'll coexist 
as far as they know, Kryptonians are not conquerors. Right. You know, it, it, and from what we know of them, they they just built civilization for a hundred thousand years, and they seem benevolent. But Zod is not a benevolent dude, and he is unhinged. Yeah. Comments don't make course corrections. Oops. So yeah, this is like a two days have passed. Yeah. Well, again, this is this is kind of where we're also getting this reimagining of of this being an alien invasion movie. Yeah. And 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 there, you know, alien invasion movies, that's where you get this kind of level of destruction that you see. So it's really this, you know, putting Superman in a different context. Well, you know what's what else is crazy? Metropolis is gigantic. Yeah. When when they show like overhead views of Metropolis, it's bigger than New York City. Bigger than like Manhattan, like when you actually look at that sky cityscape, it's everywhere. It's crazy. And only yeah, and only five thousand people die. I and that sounds horrifying, but only five thousand people die. It could have been, could have easily been fifty thousand, a hundred thousand. Yeah, oh, it should have been. Should have been way more, because uh, they destroy the shit out of this planet. There's also another thing they mention, and I'll bring it up again when it happens. People go, why doesn't he uh, just go to Zod's ship and take that out? Well, other than it's not a part of the plan, uh, it is the yeah. slave. We are a slave to the world engine. So the world engine is the master, which yeah. means even if you destroy Zod's ship, the world engine keeps going. Yeah, and Lord only knows what it does when it doesn't have something to paired with. Right. It could just crack the planet, period. Yeah, that's... One of the one of the things that I think a lot of people missed the first time they watched it and hated it. Well, there's a, there's a lot of things about that final fight. The only thing that I consider actually debatable about the final fight is whether or not it was right to put him in a position where he had to kill Zod. Right. In, at, from a storytelling point, but like, a prior the whole the rest of the scene is constructed very well because they go out of their way to explain to you he's trying to commit suicide by cop yeah he does say it doesn't for lack of a better for lack of a better metaphor i have no purpose but uh when when i saw that there was a guy that i worked with who was a huge superman fan this and teaser was, was awesome you are not alone was amazing and i would i would go up to him and i would just whisper you are not alone i would whisper that at him because it's so so good all the languages are you muted so you can um, smoke, Mike, or something? No. I'm oh. just watching the movie. Oh, you're just watching. And listening you're, to you guys. You're getting engaged. I, I, it is weird. Well, that, that's what I say is, is even despite uh, any objections I have to, to things in the movie, uh, it's it's an incredibly watchable movie. I mean, I, I was, I mean, I didn't, I really didn't get any of the other, uh, you know, mo- big summer, well, I got Star Trek. But uh, like I've been like waiting for the Man of Steel, uh, Blu-ray. Blu-ray, yeah. Um, I, I saw I saw it three times in the theater. I wanted to see it more, but it left. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, it, it, it's a very very engaging movie. And it's short, isn't it? Only like two uh, two hours. Two twenty. Yeah, it's two twenty. According to my timer, two twenty, two twenty-five. It doesn't feel it. No. I mean that that is one of my criticisms. As I think the the big fight in the third act does actually drone on a little bit and get kind of like, all right, okay, we get the point. Those of you yeah. who may know. 
But like like many many of these movies, you could probably lose fifteen minutes here or there. Yeah. I think that I think that's all a symptom of the greater. Uh, well, I think it's the you aren't going to get this for three years, so let's give you as much as we can. I think it's more a we have to keep trying to top the other movies. Yeah. And this has got to be. And again, like from from the very start, you know, this big civil war, you know, the, this movie kind of announces that it's going to be a big bombastic movie. You know, more so than Avengers, more so than really any of the Marvel movies. I mean, this is this is uh, this is big global catastrophe stuff. This guy's such a dick. But it's an honest reaction, isn't it? Hey, if this person's not going to turn himself in, maybe we should. And guess who knows? Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. Because it because he knows that the ha- right now the hammer is coming down on him. So he's pulling someone between him and the hammer. Yeah, I guess. I guess. Oh, and, and not just that, but um, this could be the difference between the survival of your world and not. Yeah. <laughs> Give this guy what he wants. Yeah, I, for, I forget we're on the side. Of, we are on Lois's side. Because <laughs> we oh, know yeah. Lois and Superman. But... Well, I mean, but that's the thing. Is there's the side of moral right and the yeah. side of, fuck that. I need to do what I need to do to survive. Right. Yeah, and, and you know that's I'll make kind up of for it. that is the, the conflict of, of of man, and that's what makes Superman is he always chooses the um, do what is right. Right. You know that's that's what makes him Superman. You know, a lot of people had a problem with this scene. I actually do. I I like it. I don't. I don't have no problem with mixing Superman and Jesus. The stained glass was a little on the nose, well, but. Uh, Overall, I kind of I kind of like them acknowledging that that's part of the mythology too. The only problem with that scene is it's a church, and everybody on this planet just found out that there's aliens, and it's not full. That's the only problem with that yeah. scene. It should be full. Yeah, they, they, everyone's trying to, you know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I guess I was a bad person. It's all over. Right. I, well, I mean, they are in Kansas. Like, uh, well, yeah, there's, there's, there's probably hundreds of churches. Yeah. yeah. Ca- this one, this one's closed for an hour to clean up. Okay. Sullivan. That's why he was sweeping, remember? Sullivan's. Yeah, yeah that's Chloe Sullivan's dad. Wow. Awesome. This was a, su- a nice, I, subtle I little thing here at the crushed pipe. Yeah. I like that. I didn't notice it either, but apparently the logo on the varsity jackets was Spartan, too. Yeah. Really? Not Crows? No, because he always has, he, he throws in a nod to his own movies. Yeah. Okay. This, this is so important here. I love this part. Would you got to decide you... what kind of man you're going to be. Yeah. Jesus Christ, Mike, you love this movie. <laughs> like I don't know the line that that well, but yeah. Oh, like, well, but see, that was that was the bit in the teaser trailer. Yeah. The I mean, I, I watched those two fucking teas. I mean, it's just you know, a kid with a red cape and a butterfly and a dog. And that's not a fucking Superman trailer. And then one shot of him flying, but the voiceovers are just like, wow, they yeah. got that right. This is this is a cool movie. Yeah. 
I did like. Did you see the uh, how Superman should have ended? Uh, yeah. yeah, I did. I did like that. It's like instead of talking to the priest, how about you talk to your dad, who actually knows how to beat Zod? Yeah, it does make more sense. Well, at this point, it's not about beating Zod, is it? It's like, well, do I just, you know, do I just go with these people? I mean, or do I stay with the only world I've ever known? It's not. A, it's not a fight yet. The problem. The problem. The problem is, is it is, and he doesn't realize it. Yeah. Well, there, that, number one, number two, Zod came in the only way he knows how. Yeah. Zod is a a warrior and a general, not a diplomat. If Zod had been intelligent and a diplomat, he he comes. Hey, you're not alone. Um. Yeah. We one of one of us has been living here, and we want him to find his home. We want him yeah. to come home with us. Yeah. That's it. Because he doesn't know, you know. Well, the, it, the other half of it, it's, I mean, it's tragic that Laura wasn't arrested, too, even though she probably should have been. Yeah. Shouldn't she have been with them? Uh, probably not. I mean, she theoretically helped commit treason by stealing the codex. She didn't so. know that. He could claim I didn't know. Yeah. I would like to speak to Lois Lane. I love this. Don't play games with me. There are people who are mad that he doesn't have an S curl. He hasn't in a while. I know. I, I don't get it. But there are There's people, people are just mad. Yeah. You're just at this point when you're mad about the S curl, you're mad just to be mad. Well, the S the S curl is is typically one of many things that they're mad about. Yeah. Right. But which it, all boils but, down to this is not the way I like Superman. But but we like somebody was saying, oh, he's always had. It. I was like, George Reeves didn't have it. No. Like, wait, what? Like, yeah, the guy before Christopher didn't have it. Oh. No, Dean Kane didn't have it. Nope. Not a necessity. Yeah. No. And I, I bet I bet. But see, every to... with the exception of George Reeves, every single time that's happened, people have complained he doesn't doesn't have an S curl. Right. But I, I bet you they tried it and it didn't look right. They had to have. Yeah, oh, I'm sure they did. Well, like, actually, when, and again, you know, going back, and, and I, I will always, I guess, kind of compare this to uh, John Byrne's Man of Steel, because not only do they share the name, they both are these kind of reboots. But when they did that reboot, it stopped being a curl, and it just became like a wave in his hair. So it kept the shape of the yeah. S curl on the bottom, but it wasn't just a curl. It was just the way his whole hair was shaped. Right. And then but then over time different artists come in and they change it and it evolves back. I, I, I thought the suit looked odd in this lighting because the the tint of it really kind of uh knocks back the gold and it gives it a yeah. weird shade to the red. Yeah. Um I thought that was kind of kind of odd. Um gave it sort of an odd look. I think I it was meant to though. Oh, I mean, this is the, yeah. This is he looks different under this circumstance than he does an outsider on Zod's ship. Um, that's you know, it Snyder really likes reacts. to play with that. Is do you think that's a post thing, or is it the fabric they use just reacts really well, well, really wildly to the light? I don't know. I don't know. And it looked like a Matrix scene too. Yeah. Yeah. Super chest hair. That man is hairy. I don't know how women didn't want to have sex with him after this movie. Oh, I'm sure they did. 
Yeah. I want to have sex with them. I can't blame you. Now, apparently they are uh, <laughs> tweaking the costume for the next movie. Well, yeah. That's, um, uh, that's what they do. I hope they downplay some of those freaky little curves. The that part didn't thing? work for me. Now, the chainmail's fine. It's the no. weird little curves that are uh, so supposedly... Is, and not, not really just the waist, but the way that they kind of reach up his back. I don't yeah. mind them oh. on the cuffs. But it's just just a little a little too much of a trying to be a replacement for a belt. Yeah, just don't have a belt. Yeah. Actually, the the the, the smaller part is just when it kind of goes up on his back, it starts looking weird. That's just me. Uh, I under, but it's one of those things they don't show it very often, so I don't even pay any attention to it. Yes, Would but I've been right? looking at every single photograph of this movie since it <laughs> came out. But but I do notice it. I, I will agree. Like in this shot, it looks good. I mean, you don't see it there. It's when you when you get the side shots. Yeah. So that's the thing is, it looks good without it because you don't notice it here. So just kind of, I'll just simplify it. I'm sure there. This it, woman stole every scene. And and to trow or she's like a German actress. Yeah. It's pretty attractive too. Yeah, you know what? If they were gonna pick someone for Wonder Woman, which apparently they are, it's too bad it's not gonna be her. Jamie Alexander like threw her tits in the ring. Yeah, well she's been trying to throw her. No, I mean the, the dress she wore to the uh, premiere. Oh yeah, well apparently she uh damn near showed everything. Well, because of that dress, I know what her name is. <laughs> I knew that she was Lady Sif, but I didn't know her name was Jamie Alexander. I know it now. I thought it was interesting that uh I mean, I don't know exactly, but her and Laura basically have very similar accents, which yeah. I thought was kind of a nice little consistency yeah. that there's there's different, you know, languages and dialects on Krypton. And that, again, something I never really saw before. Everybody spoke which, with a British accent before. Which there should be. Yeah. Did we see races? Were there any black Kryptonians? Uh, No. All right, still consistent. <laughs> <laughs> Which I don't know. There's there's a Latina Krypton, Kryptonian here coming up shortly. Oh, that's right. Uh oh. And that I didn't really get why he had the key with him. I don't know either. But I, I he'd been wearing it around his neck, so I just assumed. He just kept it. Yeah. Well, I mean, keep your car keys. Yeah. It is a super key. And there's the world engine up underneath it. And the fact that I, I love when you find out that, oh, no, Jarrell kind of did want to terraform this planet. That was part yeah. of the plan. That, that was just his assumption right. of what, what he was sending Jarrell. And Joe was like, well, no, 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 not exactly. And there's no kryptonite in this movie, but there probably is now. No. <laughs> well, I mean, as a result of what happens at the end. Well, uh, what we find out, we find out that there's a way to hurt him. Yeah. 
and the U.S. government knows there's a way to hurt him because he mentioned it because Lois mentions it. Do you think you can? Yeah. Because the atmosphere is going to be like Kryptonian's atmosphere. So I'm sure they took readings to to change it. Although it's going to turn him into a, a basically weak. I don't understand why the Kryptonians want this to just be normal people. Well, yeah, like, if, if they don't terraform the planet, then they're super. Right. They just have to get over the breathing. Yeah. Yeah. Which doesn't take very long because you're an adult and you're super. Yeah. Right. I mean, like at the at the end, Zod's like, "Oh wait, I got these powers now. Fuck this." Right. Let's let let's kill all the people, but leave the planet the same. No. Look at the Royals. I love the fact that he's wearing a Kansas City Royals <laughs> shirt. I love the fact that he feels like he's from Kansas now. Yeah, yeah that, this is his personal vision of himself. He's not but, in costume. Right. But no, what I mean overall in in the, the this universe that they've created for Superman, Superman feels like he's from Kansas. When he's watching uh, the football game, it's Kansas uh, State University or something. It's an actual Kansas yeah. university. Like there's actual Kansas things that they throw in there that you're like Smallville is in Kansas and he's from Kansas. Uh, before, like it, I don't think of him from Kansas uh, except for maybe Smallville, but even Smallville doesn't use no, it feels like a weird DC universe. Right. Well, not weird, but you know what I mean. It's a DC universe. It doesn't universe feel like a real Kansas. It's not yeah. Kansas. It's DC Universe's version of Kansas. Whereas this feels like it's Kansas, and Superman just happened to be there. It's like, holy shit. Aww. They're looking for people. I love this scene. Yeah, I thought this was an interesting idea that there are these Kryptonian bases strewn across the galaxy yeah it makes me wonder why they died with their weapons well the like the comic panel what came and wiped out these colonies because they couldn't have just withered on the vine brainiac well Jorel yeah. does say that they cut off from krypton but yeah that that does seem like is there something more yeah i'm glad that they're doing that they left the door open it's kind of like uh, what Mike was talking about with 31, where they, if you're looking for it, the door is open. If you're not looking for it, oh, well, you know, they died. Right. Right. I, I do like that uh, that world engine effect. Your father stole the Red Speech Codex and stored it in the capsule they brought you. For what purpose? We're doing it again. We should be yeah. talking. Yeah. Well, you know, it, he's not... Maybe I was wrong earlier when I defined it as he's unhinged. Maybe he's just I, I it you can also interpret it as he's just assuming what he would do if he was Jorel. And what he would do if he was Jorel is, you know, terraform this world, rebuild Krypton. He didn't realize that Jorel thought that the reason Krypton was doomed was not because it was gonna crack into it, but rather that they, they were broken. Right. Well, he, he he agreed with that, but he thought that the problem was uh, degenerate bloodlines. Right. That if right. we can control who 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 we create, then uh, that will solve the problems. And that's I mean, and here we go right in front of it. Well, he doesn't realize he's the Codex yet, but he knows that's what what the Codex is good for. But but and the strange thing is, you know, Zod's basically kind of saying, well, you know, we're the advanced species, so. 
this is just how it goes, which I mean, he's actually right. They, it's not that he thinks they are better than us. They are better than us. Right. (laughs) They are much, they are physically, they are scientifically, they are more advanced. And, you know, we are here because we did that to other people. Right. It's only, it would, you know, can you imagine if the positions were reversed? Do you honestly think every person would have the same amount of compassion that Clark or Jarrell have that to right. this cl- clearly inferior race? Yeah. Yeah. And that's, and that's like with, with Clark, especially that it's that him being raised human made the difference. I mean, Jorel's a good man, but he's still, I mean, he, he's got, he, it's sort of like he's, guiding him in a way that Jonathan can't had in some previous versions towards being like the, you know, the inspiring figure and things like that. Um, but he's, I can't even really figure out what I'm trying to say here. Jarrell uh, thinks of humans more as pets. No, I don't think, I think he respects I, the, he, he gets yeah. it, but it's uh, that um, Zod I mean, very correctly recognizes that we're inferior. Jorel like sees the potential and all of that kind of stuff, but you know, realistically, we are inferior. But I guess that weakness is also maybe what Jorel sees as a strength. Yeah. You know, who knows? Yeah, and there was the Latina, maybe Asian. Yeah, possibly. Crypto-Zen. Still not black though. Definitely not white though. Now that one guy, the scientist, I guess he played Lex. A Lex clone on Smallville? Yeah, he did. Yeah, that's why everyone thought he was yeah. Lex. That was pretty cool. Nice uh, Smallville ad. That seems like the stupidest thing in the world to have in your yourselves. Why would you have a way to put a key in? Yeah. Well, maybe it's not a... I, I don't... This whole thing is a prison... So maybe they are individual cells, and then again, they're not supposed to be awake. So it's not exactly, probably not designed to be like a typical prison. Yeah, seems more like the demolition the, man prison. They needed a way to get the Jarrell uh, yeah. hologram oh, yeah. on the ship. Well, yeah. Oh yeah. Like in universe reasons, and and to be badass. I love ship Jarrell. Yeah. Although, again, it's kind of like, well, if he did have control of the ship, well, why didn't he just, like, stop Zod then? Yeah. How about or, we warp away? Or maybe he doesn't have enough time. Or, you know, blue screens the uh, uh, world engine, you know? Yeah. But I, I, I have a feeling he just didn't have enough time to do it. Yeah. Or the movie ends at the well, yeah, hour but, 25 but, minute mark. You know, what? How uh, how was he not able to keep Zod out of the uh, birth ship, birthing chamber ship? Like he should have been able to. He was there too. Where Sorry, I'm going to keep talking while you guys keep watching. <laughs> uh oh. They got a, They picked a guy. Who was it, yeah. That just he's yeah, got a good nice. look for evil scientists. I like the look that he gave right there. Like, oh shit. Uh oh. <laughs> and people got mad at this. Like, why does what? Superman go and beat him up like that? He's he is uncontrollable and raging. 
What? <laughs> like, dude, my man just went to his house and almost killed his mama. Oh, dude, yeah. yeah. Hey, have you? It, 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 I, you don't hit Superman's mom. You out of your fucking yeah, mind? You don't. Yeah. It, I, you know, everyone jokes about. You know, everyone. Maybe it's just that we become so crass with everyone doing your mama jokes. But that's the one person you don't fuck around with. It's somebody's yeah. mom. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, I mean, Superman is a good boy. And one thing all yeah. good boys know is you protect your mama. Yeah. Protect oh. your daddy, too. But push comes to shove, your daddy has to protect himself. Yep. That's what part of being a man is. Yep. I love the look that he gives creepy guy too when he gets up. Yeah. He's like, "Okay, you're an asshole." This was a nice shot. Yeah. I know people complain about it again, yeah. but still a nice look. I guess. I guess at any point in the movie we could say, and people complained about this. Yeah. <laughs> Well, the whole entire movie, people complained about. Yeah. It's you know. It's like I, I well, and it's like, it's like we know that you because you demanded more of the Christopher Reeve stuff, but you turned your nose up at it last time when we tried to give you more of the Christopher Reeve stuff. So here's something different. Right. Well, that was also the in the last movie he didn't hit anything, so in this movie he hits everything. Yeah. Yes. It's the overreaction, but this yeah. is a this is a sweet save here too. Oh, it's gorgeous. Ugh. And it's another one that it's like, yeah, it's, it's it's powerful, but it's also, I mean, he's thinking here. How does he execute this save successfully? Yeah. Right. And you he, know, spin around Cavill's, to protect her from the blast. Yeah. Cavill does a very good job of showing you the wheels turning. Behind his eyes. Yeah. No. And then Ma like, "Oh shit!" Uh oh, spaceship. Two spaceships. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't notice the one in the background. Yeah. I, I wondered where that one had gone to. So now I know. They both showed up. They I do great them. floating in this movie. This is why I assume that everyone in Smallville kind of knew. It's it's like, like it. I used to when I watched Smallville. It's like how many times is Clark Kent gonna show up at weird stuff growing up, and people are not gonna go, hey, you know, there's something funky about the Kent boy. Yeah. There's only so much you can do. So many freak accidents that didn't go wrong. Yeah. Well, see, on, on Smallville, though, I think it, it's pretty obvious that in, in that alternate dimension, people are physically much hardier because everybody gets hit by a car and walks away from yeah. it. Yeah. Um, but also dumber. Yeah. I yeah. think that's they're physically, they can take a pounding that, that we could not, but there are a lot of connections they don't easily make. Go to hell. Jesus. Yeah. You don't threaten. Yeah. And he beat the shit out of her house, too. That's not cool. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. You threw a truck into my bedroom. <laughs> Yanked a spaceship out of my barn. I mean. Yeah. 
So that's one hell of an insurance claim. The sun was already giving them the powers. Yeah. Yes. Just not all of them because the atmosphere was a part of it. The strength and the flight they seem to have, but the sense powers are atmospheric. The strength and the flight, I would just, from higher gravity, I would imagine. Maybe. Yeah. And the invulnerability because the. Did you hear that? Before the boom. The boom. Jesus Christ. I love this part. You anybody who didn't love? I don't. I don't understand how you could not love this. Never threatened my mother. Yeah. But yeah. I kind of wonder what your relationship with your mother is like. If you can't understand where he's coming from here. Well, he put people in danger. Well, he wasn't, well and the, that becomes one. the why does he you know knock Zod into the center of town instead of out into the middle of a field. Yeah. But it's it it's just like the bus and it's just like Lois. He's reacting, he's not thinking it through yet. By the end of the movie he started to think things through. He's just not experienced at it. Never had to you know strategize, I guess best way to put it. Yeah. It's always just been in the moment. My parents taught me to hone my sense. Yeah, you're th- this seems like the I, I would never. Oh. Yeah, but he's a, he's a warrior, and I'm glad he does figure it out rather quickly. Yeah. Oh yeah, it doesn't take him long. No, he's like okay. It's more a minor inconvenience. In fact, he doesn't describe it as it's some. Yeah. He explained it a minor inconvenience or something like that. I like how the costume moves on him. Both of them, as a matter of no. fact. Now, a large portion of that is digital. Yeah. Because I remember him saying he was wearing the uh, motion capture suit a lot. Yeah. It's a very good job because I, I don't realize it. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, that's when uh, when Robert Downey Jr.'s, you know, in the Iron Man movies, uh, he like al- he's almost never wearing a suit. Yeah. It looks like sweats when I would watch the uh, behind the scenes stuff. Yeah, and then they just motion capture the uh, the armor on him. Because, you know, armor is actually probably pretty easy to do because it's, you know, flat metal surfaces. Oddly enough. It's probably, Green Lantern probably helped pave the way for that. Yeah, I mean, that, that was actually the first time I, was, I thought it was pretty convincing that... Uh, they could just sort of do a whole digital body on a, a real person's head. Yeah. This, to me, people complain about Superman putting people in danger. It's they put they put the people in danger. Look at this. It, in this whole fight, it's, the, it, they have exacerbated the situation. The, the U.S. government comes in firing. Yeah. We all accept that. With the appropriate... Well, yeah, I, I suppose... Technically, it's the appropriate action. It's is clumsy it? as hell. Well, come in and try and wipe these people out. It's clumsy as hell because, you know, you're basically firing on a town square. That's yeah, but this problem. is this is essentially an invading army, right? That totally this, outclasses well, you. But I guess I guess the best way to put it is this is the kind of clumsiness we expect from the United States government. Oh yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> we have to. It, you have to realize that that's at some point, as soon as Zod showed up, somebody was going. We fire the nukes. We fire the nukes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Metropolis fire the nukes. And Avengers, yeah. they fired the nuke. <laughs> yeah, they did. You're right. I forgot. They probably. Well, the only reason they don't fire the nukes on Metropolis is they supposedly have the better plan right. before they start attacking. So the nukes were still ready. Right. With the concern of well, what if the nukes don't work? Like, well, then we're going to die anyway. So. Yeah. We're dead. This is this is the end of the world if their plan doesn't work. I love this music here. I love her theme. Oh, I mean, the the score is great throughout. Yeah. You know, even in, as much as like this is really good, you know, powerful driving stuff, uh, I think the uh, the soft music, the music oh. on Krypton, the music with his mom, I mean, it's just, it's beautiful stuff. When it when it's just the piano playing the theme. Yeah. yeah. The other thing we should talk about right here is, and it's going to sound weird, the restraint Zack Snyder's showing. Because yeah. he, he could have, I, and I feel he would have been justified going full 300, you know, slow-mo, ramp it up, push in, pull out, the full shit and shebang right here, and he doesn't. Oh yeah, this is not a Zack Snyder fight scene. Because it, this is the moment you hired Snack, Zack Snyder for. If you're going to have a Superman movie directed by Zack Snyder, this is what it's for. Yeah. So let's get our slow-mo action scene going. Yeah. But he, he doesn't give it to you. But it's, you know, still a, well, 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 Zack Snyder, I think, his storytelling may not be the greatest, but I I don't think there's a director out there, well, too many other directors out there can construct a shot as well as he can. Uh, particularly an action shot. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I mean, his, his stuff has is, is always looked beautiful. And this is like the least Zack Snyder looking, but it still fits in the, the canon pretty well. He saves it, dude. Yeah, and it stops to say, are you all right, too? It, it, wait, wait a yeah, minute. That's Clark. I just keep forgetting that. Yeah. Because everybody talks about the fact that he never goes out of the way to save people. Yeah. He saves a dude. Yeah. They actually go out of their way to make it so he saves a dude. And more than the abstract way of, if he doesn't stop these people, they're all dead. Oh, my God. These three guys, dead, 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 dead. Dead, 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 dead. Dead. Boom. Dead. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's the thing that... The difference is those guys are warriors, and that's what they're supposed to do. So I understand why he doesn't try and save each and every one of them. But, yeah. They are all dead. That guy's dead. But he's not. Yeah, no. I, he should be. Just, you know, I'm gonna go out. It, this is, you know, I'm going out on my feet, even though, you know, technically he's not on his feet. But you, you get the point. Yeah. Oh yeah, but it's like she, she, if she was not like kind of having fun, she's oh. like, I'll just fry his head in this and yeah, be done with this it. Yeah, this is but cute. It's, she, it's, oh, he pulls she a sword. I got a blade. Yeah, good for him. 
Yes. I'm gonna have some fun. I wonder if she could stab Superman with it. A good death is its own reward. Good death is its own reward. I love that. Oh, and I love the fact that uh, Colonel Hardy's about it. He's like, okay, let's do it. I'm fine with that. But then when he sees the okay, I'm not gonna die. Let's get my people out of here. Yeah. Every human you save, we will kill them. And then, yeah, like, and you're right, talking about the military. Okay, yeah. well, throwing the the train that causes a lot of damage. But not <laughs> only are they shooting bombs, all of their planes get crashed. Right. It's like oh. that. That's the most, huge amount. Of, ooh, yeah, that's yeah. Like this plane just crashes right into the center city. It's like yeah, the yeah. destruction is mostly caused by the military. In in Smallville, definitely. Yeah. You know, I, yes, he shouldn't have thrown her into uh, IHOP. Yeah, but at that point, I still, I still chalk that up to it's basically the first time. Right, the first time he's fighting anybody, he's just trying to get her away from uh, who is he? Who is she about to swing on? Right at the beginning, when he oh, uh, no, it wasn't his mom. Who who is she swinging on when he knocks her into the IHOP? Think I, oh she he's she's flying at the uh, oh yeah she's flying at a plane so he's inadvertently saving somebody that's going to die moments later moments yeah wonder if that was a CG cape too it, it has to be like a, I, they said what eighty percent of the cape shots or it's not even there wow really I, I don't know if it, the number was that high but it, it's I was like this is that's a very high number because it's 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 perfect yeah probably every time it's moving but like right now it probably yeah. is real well i i'd say anytime it's essential to the scene moving it doesn't matter if it like that shot oh, yeah. it's essential to the scene so when moving uh deliberately yes being in the right place at the right time yeah it's digital Jesus. And he goes to see his mama. Oof. Boom, 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 boom. And, and there it is, the, the, the single piano playing. Yeah. The theme. I don't know what, you, you know what, it, <laughs> you know, you know what it is? It's almost everybody has a family member that had a piano in their house and you yeah. you would sit around that piano and somebody would play it and maybe somebody would sing or somebody would play it and you were in the other room but everybody has a family member where there was a piano playing in their house so when at least for me when i hear that piano i think of like my grandmother playing the piano when i was in the other room watching the muppets like yeah it has a, a visceral connection for me which is crazy and then the theme is pretty awesome but, and we're coming up on another one of those. Yeah, she's ooh, she's running around yelling his name. We just, we pretty much just established the entire town of Smallville, Kansas, knows exactly who he is. It yeah. doesn't matter in town anymore. Yeah. Well, it's not like he was wearing the glasses. Yeah. He didn't. Right. He, you know, he, he. If if you went to school with that guy, yeah, and you saw him fighting somebody in Main Street, Super Venus. 
Yeah. Pete uh, knows. Pete knows for sure. Pete Those knows. people he made eye, made on contact and said, "Get inside. Get out. Get where it's safe." They probably know for sure. Oh yeah, that it's Clark Kent because this is one of those towns where you know everybody in town. It's Everyone knows the Kent boy. And I think that could be an interesting, much like the Lois knowing, an interesting kind of change is that they don't um, sell it out or they keep that secret because that's kind of the small town America yeah. thing to do. I, well, it's also what it's. it's and it's most so of the weird. people died. Most yeah. <laughs> but no, it's, see, it's a, okay. Oh, go ahead. Because in, in Metropolis, you know, at the end, uh, when he shows up, it's like, well, yeah, it's because almost everybody who was in Metropolis is dead. It's all there. Well, that, that and it might be like, I assumed that considering the Daily Planet looked like it at least got hit, I assumed that like several months passed between. Oh yeah, oh, it's, it's certainly a good time. Snack and him showing back back up at the daily Yeah, definitely. Like maybe even a year. Yeah, I love this effect. Yeah. It just kind of lands and. It's uh, a claw. Just yeah. Kind of... And it doesn't even. It didn't even bother. Like it's so. It's running red hot because it didn't even bother for like a safe re-entry. They're like, no. eh, screw it. These people are doomed. <laughs> And then look, the oh, I'm I'm not even kidding. These overhead shots of Metropolis. Look at it, like okay, well yeah. it's as big as it's as big as uh, feels like the world's biggest city. It, it feels, feels like it would dwarf New York. It, if New York, it's which not, it probably does in this world, Metropolis is still bigger. Wait for it. see right there, bigger, because you're seeing ships in the uh, sorry buildings that you aren't seeing in the skyline from other angles. Yeah. So it's like, wait a minute, how big is the city? And it's the over shot that's coming up shortly where I was like, holy shit, we're trapped. This, look at that. Look at yeah. that. Look at that. Looks that's like I city from Judge Dredd. Yes. <laughs> it's Mega City One. Yeah. Look at, look Maybe at part of it's Metropolis. Gotham. Maybe. Like, can't you see Gotham from Metropolis, right? Or some some versions of the DC universe. Well, considering they're supposed probably. to be across the bay from each other. Considering they're both fictional cities, I'm sure. Well, yeah, but like in some interpretations, I seem to remember there's like the only thing that separates them separates them is like, you know, Lake Michigan. Nice. Yeah, yeah, they were well, they were both East Coast cities. Look at people. You can see people. You can see people. Those people are dead. Oh yeah, a lot of well, people I die see. here. I assume yeah. that most of the 5,000 dead die in this part. Yeah. Long before the fight starts. I think oh, yeah. maybe a few dozen die during the fight because the people who could get away have gotten away. Yeah, once this starts, are you staying to watch? No, I'm I'm gone. I'm If I ever lived in a city and, and I saw a spaceship hovering over the city, I'm not waiting to see what it does. I'm gone. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but that's because we we're, we're science fiction fans. We watch that kind of stuff, and we know what aliens would do. Yeah. Oh, I think a lot of people would do that. Yeah, get the fuck get, out. Get the fuck out. Go to church. Well, I, I think I think even more. Once you knew aliens were there, you would be leaving Metropolis. I would. If I if I lived in New York City and and aliens showed up, I would leave New York. 
Yeah, because you assume they'd hit population center. Exactly. Superman. That's what we're calling him. We're Superman. calling him Superman. Oh, 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 oh. We have a plan, General. Is that what I think it is? So yeah, this was a this was kind of a a neat idea. The uh, yeah. phantom drives colliding. I like that he's he's smart super. Like he's like, oh, yeah. I'm I'm talking intelligently. Yeah. He's not he, too many people refer or think of Superman as basically uh, DC's answer to the Hulk. Right. It, it, it's not even close. No. <laughs> he, he's in some versions he's super cold. intelligent. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but he's I like, like Reed Richards smart. Yeah, as he should be. That's what I want my super. I want him to be super in every way. I want him to have an above average penis. <laughs> the smart just causes story problems with the technology. Yeah. Because then there does become the, when he does have this incredible Kryptonian technology, the, well, you could actually help mankind the, in ways the, beyond just saving people this, like that. This is the shot. This is the shot they showed us. Yep. And God, if I did not have an erection right at, right there. Like, oh. Oh. And then. And then smash. And you can hear people screaming in yep. the bus. Yes, you can. You can hear people screaming for a while. It's kind of horrible. Oh yeah, I mean this is this massive scale, massive destruction. Yes, sir. But everybody focuses on the fight. It's like the fight. The, the the fight happens mostly in the big empty field that this thing created. No. Oh yeah, I mean the mo most of the deaths would happen before Superman even gets to Metropolis. Yeah. And, and everyone's like, oh, well, they wrecked that LexCorp building. That's okay. Lex is probably already on the way to the South Indian Ocean to harvest the world engine that he's just wrecked. Because yeah. any version of Lex worth anything is going to be the first one to get there. Get that alien technology. And, yep. and, and it's one of those things where people are like, why wasn't he in Metropolis saving people? It's like, well, but if he's in Metropolis saving people, the rest of the planet dies. Like. Yeah. Sacrifices have to be made. The needs of the many outweigh the needs no. of the few or the one. Spock logic. And now he's got his Well, I mean, but in the criticism uh, of that and the criticism of, of killing Zod at the end, I'll always come down to, you know, you craft the story in such a way that that yeah. becomes the case, but that's that's still a creative choice. It's not like that's yeah. the, the only way you can take it. That's... A choice to do it in that way that people disagree with. Yeah. Well, and you know they even debated. They, you know, Snyder and Goyer and Nolan apparently debated the end of this movie for quite a long time before, you know, Snyder and Goyer convinced them that the story works better our way. One of the, one of the um, criticisms, kind of early on, and 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 ultimately though it's it's a, it's a, accurate criticism. Um, was the idea that this is not really a movie for kids because it is very, very violent and, and very a lot of destruction going on. Yeah. And uh, and that was that one of the Avengers criticisms was the Superman, that they really don't think it's appropriate to have a Superman movie that you can't take children to. 
And, okay, uh, I'd argue that Avengers isn't a family movie either, but people were, you know... No, but I think the tone, the, the tone of the destruction between the two is very, very different. I mean, this is, well, we, this yeah, is I'm, not I'm not arguing. Kids. Not like arguing I said, this is, this is a disaster movie. Yeah. Disaster movies are not for children. No. I mean, but it right has there, Superman, so it, it should. Right. Well, that's that's what they're. That's the one of the main yeah. objections. Yeah. Is yeah. That that's that's kind of an inappropriate level to take the character. Right, we're leaving. Yeah. We're leaving the now. But it's not because you wouldn't let your kid watch Smallville. No. The age that you're talking about. Because yeah. I wouldn't let a 10 year old see this movie. You're talking about six, five, six, seven. Five, a child. Six, seven year old. A child. They, 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 you shouldn't watch Smallville either. Yeah. But they still made it. Yeah. So Although I would say, again, the difference between this and Smallville is light years. Yeah. I mean, come on. We're, we are watching a city get leveled right there. This is horrifying stuff. This is like I said, this is oh, a yeah. disaster movie. Smallville was not like that at all. I mean, it, it's a fair no. criticism, but that's the choice they made. They wanted to make yeah. this a, this is the consequences of having these type of people in the real world, which people say that's not really, you know, that's not really a story they want to see with this type of character. Yeah. Because you, there really are no consequences of these characters in the real world because they can't actually ever exist in the real world. So right. it's just trading one level of fantasy for kind of a faux reality. But it's still all bullshit. I mean, this is this is not what would happen when aliens fight in the middle of a city because aliens would couldn't fight in the middle of a city like this. You know, that's it's it's just a, a different kind of science fiction. And that I mean one of the it's it's strange because it was a criticism of the movie, but I think that's one of the things I like about it is that this is more of a science fiction movie than a superhero movie or a Superman movie. But Superman was a science fiction character at first. Yeah. You know, that was the idea. There well, was no they, superhero. They accuse, him of, they accuse Clark of committing a mass abortion in a couple minutes here. It's like, uh, he didn't commit a mass abortion. No, there was nothing in those. Er, well, it, it, that's what I kept saying. There's nothing in there. But, you know, it, it's like there's a lot of accusations. It's like. I wonder how many people weren't expecting, like, a sci-fi movie. It's kind of like, almost like the reaction to Prometheus. Like, Prometheus probably shouldn't have been released in the summer. Because Prometheus was a winter, like, like not a non-event. Yeah, a non-event, not, not a sci-fi blockbuster event. And this was, there's a lot of pieces of that type of movie and this but it's a blockbuster event so people weren't expecting to be confronted with these issues and i wonder how many people are balking at that because they weren't expecting to be confronted with things like this yeah, yeah. That, that, that's probably what it was was they didn't want to go in and think well i don't know if that's a mess, so. you know you know what i mean by that no, I mean it, it. It's it. It's nothing to figure out. It's been stated repeatedly. What they don't like is the is this interpretation or style of Superman because it's yeah. very different from what they want. And that's the thing. It, what do you want out of the movie? If you want super, I mean, and, and it's very. It's basically the same argument with, uh, you know, with the Star with Star Trek stuff and with Star Wars yeah. stuff, is that there is a way that it was, and I liked that. And instead of giving me that, they're giving me something else. 
And if you like the something else, then that's great. You, it's it's easy to just kind of move into it. But if you don't like it, then all of a sudden it's like, well, fuck, I don't get the thing that I want. And in yeah. its place, there's this thing that I don't want. So, yeah. I mean, I understand it. And I feel the same way about a lot of things. But, well, hell, you know, again, it comes down extent. to I think this was still very, very well-made and entertaining and well-crafted movie, whether I agree with its interpretation of Superman or not. Well, and I know where I know where the people who are mad are coming from because, quite frankly, Avengers is not what I wanted. Uh, like I, I got way more Joss Whedon than I wanted. If you know what I mean, yeah. I felt like I felt like it should it would have been more accurately called Iron Man two and a half. Uh, all those. So I understand where people are coming from, not liking what they got. It's just that I'm on the opposite side this time, so yeah, it's just one of those things. My only problem, I don't, I don't have a problem with the not liking it. My my yeah. problem has always been the shouting to the heavens yeah. about not liking it. Supposedly, Chris Reeves. I don't see it. No, I, I think that was pretty much. I can see it. I can, awesome. I can see it, but I, I can also see it being with like wishful yeah. thinking. Yeah. And I love this. That it's just yeah. his will. That's a Superman thing. It was his will. And I love that they were he was willing ready to die there with Jenny. Not Olsen, but Jenny. Yeah. They turned Jimmy she, Olsen into a girl. Well no, no, I they, wasn't happy they, about that. But they didn't. Yep. Her name is Jenny. She just serves the purpose of Jen, uh, Jimmy. Not even. Well, in a way, she's kind of... She's just young. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Just a young person that's there. And her name sounds similar to Jimmy. Yeah. That's it. It's Jenny Olsen. I like this. Well, hell, people were mad. Well, no, what, I mean, it was actually published somewhere as Jenny Olsen. Oh, well. Like IMDb. No, actually, one of the uh, tie-in books, a picture book, has Jenny oh. Olsen under the uh, a caption like that under the picture. I see. So apparently someone did not proof it very well. Apparently not. Because at the end credits, it just says Jenny. Or maybe a late, a late change to the credits even. Yeah. Start Because yeah, people did start grumbling about that before the movie was released. So they might have been like, all right, well. Yeah, that's one of those characters. I don't care that you're changing it into a girl but it's one of those characters that's like really why why like i uh, who, who else had a gender change recently didn't somebody have a gender change recently in movie or well, you know, i suppose jarvis jarvis <laughs> had a species change yeah he went from being a dude to being just yeah. a, a robot well, like starbuck starbuck yeah but starbuck is different nobody gives a fuck about battlestar galactica not well, that, not you know what that. was funny when they rebooted Star Trek going into JJ my first question was are they going to Starbucks Spock because that was actually the character I assumed they'd do that to yeah. to make to make Kirk Spock a heterosexual romance that would have been kind of weird I, wouldn't it, it, I'm glad I, they didn't but it would have been yeah. uh, it would have it it been, been an interesting way to take it even than Vulcan oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it's, actually, it's funny you mentioned Vulcan. That was one of the things that I thought was interesting about, and again, making, 
making this level of destruction tied to Superman's entrance that just the level of, of world changing that happens here. And even like, you know, in the Avengers movie, um, you know, you look at, at what's New York is continually referenced on the shield TV show. It was referenced in Iron Man. It was referenced in Thor. And, you know, it's very clear that that is, is kind of the starting point of the public awareness of the, the superheroes, much like it is here. And, uh, and, and, these weird almost kind of 9-11 sort of you know world this changes everything events and and then star trek actually had that with vulcan i'm like that's kind of a weird thing that's happening with all of these reboots or 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 modernizations is how how much they're kind of reflecting that that big change that's ultimately just we aren't as safe as we thought we were yeah well prior to 9-11 a lot of like well Battlestar galactica Pearl Harbor was like the quick reference sort of things to this has changed everything. Right. And, you know, we, can, we can't go back to the way things were before. Like it, they would continually reference Pearl Harbor and they changed Pearl Harbor into 9-11 in Battlestar Galactica. So yeah. it's, it's the good, it's the shorthand for nothing will ever be the same after this moment. Yeah. So wreck, wreck half a city kill a bunch of people you know drop a couple skyscrapers and suck a planet quick, into a black hole yeah you've got you've got your quick reference to your world is different now. yeah I thought that's kind of interesting how that's played into all of these now the uh colonel is a big fan of callbacks yeah oh well I could see him doing that yeah, See, well, if I was no. doing that, I'd have I'd have a more of a shit-eating grin on my face because I know I'm like throwing it back in her face. Yeah. Everyone sucked Oops. back into the Phantom Zone. Ish. Yeah. I love this. And Lois falling yet again. Yeah. It's only what the third time he saved her. Why don't you it- get he? He gets his reward this time. So, and, three times. And three she's, times. <laughs> she saves him, what, once? Well, twice if you count her covering up. Okay, then twice. Yeah. And, you know, chances are she and Perry... Wow, look at that city. Got, got him a job <laughs> Yeah. Because chances are he doesn't have a journalism degree. He might. <clears throat> you know, his mother would have insisted that he go to school. Yeah, but But you don't have to have a journalism degree to work in journalism. He was a blogger. Yeah. When he was traveling around the world. That's kind of the way they did it in Birthright, isn't it? Yeah. He was a freelancer and he had. And, well, that's what's going on in the comics right now. He's got like a Drudge Report type website. Cat Grant. Cat can cat can tropolis yeah or something like that it's it's a it's a cool thing to read but it's hard to say yeah yeah when you see it spelled out you're like oh that's cool how do you actually pronounce that that, that doesn't roll off the tongue yeah you don't but hey it's a comic book that's why you read it again i love the floating 
floating. This movie does great floating. I know that I, sounds stupid, but that's one thing that I really think is a cool visual with Superman. Well, it's something you have to do with Superman. I, I didn't know it was missing until I saw it. Like, it's one of those things where it's like, oh, my God, why weren't they doing this the whole time? Yeah. Until it would require wire work. It would. And, and But it makes Superman not feel like a dude, yep. like a, a dude in a costume. It makes him feel different because he doesn't walk over there. He floats. He doesn't super speed run. He also doesn't fly. He floats over there. Just like when he gets thrown through the building, the building starts to fall out from underneath him, and it, he doesn't fall. He just floats. Yeah. He is so angry right now. Jesus Christ. He has no people. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, all of this is really, really powerful. There's so much compassion right now. In Clark's face, too. He doesn't have a, I don't care. Come on, quit your quit your monologue. Uh, and what's he, he says, I will kill every person on this planet, and then you. I'm going to make yeah. you suffer, Cal. These humans one by one, he will kill them. Yeah. yeah. Fuck the world engine. That, I love that move. I'm going to stop you. And he's he what he's looking for is his good death. Yeah. Right. So like, uh, that building clearly was already devastated. <clears throat> or empty. Yeah, someone well. someone said there's a keep calm and call Batman poster somewhere in this office. Really? Like uh, yeah. I've never seen it. Well, neither does Zod. Yeah. <laughs> I love that right there. It starts floating. But that is pretty wild. The the Zod kind of just losing control is what brings this building down. Yeah. Yeah. And and it's showing that he's becoming he's catching up to Clark in power. Yeah. Which, yeah. And the closer he gets to catching up with Clark in powers, he becomes the obvious favorite in this fight because they, if they've got equal power, he has superior skill. Well, he even yeah. says that. You know, where yeah. did you train on a farm? Farm. Yeah. Love that move. I think I watched the movie twice before I noticed that was LexCorp. And that kind of, I'm kind of ashamed of myself. <laughs> oh, I saw every LexCorp that I could. I was like, LexCorp, LexCorp. I missed the well, Wayne on the I satellite, thought, but I, I did see the Wayne. I missed the Wayne. Right away. I missed that one. I like that eventually Zod realizes the armor doesn't do anything. Yeah. It's, it's just slowing me down. I do like how people point out that's actually two ways this could end. Either you die or I do. Zod's a warrior, not a scholar. Well, I suppose I suppose the argument is either way someone's dead, so it yeah. really is one. just one way. Yeah. But in terms of the but proper even then, English, it's three because they both could die. It could be a doomsday type. True, very true. There's actually Zod's kind of limited in his thinking. I love how this the is, sign. Yeah, it's yeah. such a cheap visual joke, but I I love it. Anyway. And did they ever really show it again? I just know that it says zero. Yes. Trained my entire life to master my senses. Where did you I just love this delivery? On a farm? 
Oh, he just sort of like <laughs> pops the armor off. Yeah. I look. Just ah. Uh, uh. God. It's all in the way of me kicking your ass. <laughs> and it's back to the outfit from Superman too. There's something closer to it, yeah. 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 It's it's based like the it's the tights. Yeah, it's just a, black tights. That's what I thought of when I saw it. Yeah. I was like, holy look, shit. It's Superman's uniform without a cape, but different color. Yeah. Which I didn't Which notice in the... It only goes to show why you can't get rid of the cape. Uh, I, I didn't notice something, it in the death scene. missing. In the scene where all the skulls... I didn't notice that the Superman costume yeah. was black. Oh, really? For the longest time, yeah. And then, because... It, it's colored in a way that this, the light shines off of it that it looks like it's not black, but it's black. Right. Yeah, and that's like, that's black. one of the things is some of the sometimes when the the costume is lit uh, in a strange way, it, it becomes really dark. Right. Like here. Yeah. You know, the way the light hits it, sometimes it, it looks very very dark. And if you've got like I a don't weird think I color cast ever going noticed on, it if if they hadn't shown that. Uh, special Comic-Con figure of him in the black suit, I don't think I ever would have noticed that was what was going on. Oh, wow. Yeah. See, I thought it was the, because uh, I thought it was it was like more of a, maybe a silver S, so it's almost a callback to the, yeah. uh, the death suit. And we yeah. were here. Is it there? Because I was watching it again, watching this, and I'm like, this seems like it, but is yeah. it? I'm pretty it is, sure. isn't it? Yeah. yeah. They That's were the filming there. in Chicago. So uh, if you, or train station, if you ride a train into Chicago, you can go into this room. The room that uh, separated Superman fans for all time. <laughs> they had their Abrams trek. Yeah. Well, Mike does make a very good point. Say it. You know you want to say it. What? Heat vision. Does it come directly out of your eyes or your eyeballs? Oh, yeah. That's... Your eyeballs. Yeah. Well, that's... Just... Traditionally, you could move your eyes and and, and move it. But here, I guess it just comes straight out. Yeah. Well, that's what it seems like. I would argue that at this point in the, in the scene, anything you do that's not that is just prolonging the inevitable. You know what yeah. I mean? Like people argue, oh well, you just fly them into space, or you do this, or you do that. You're, you're just stretching out the scene. <laughs> yeah, the, the... you. Once he says, "There's only one way this can end," there really is only one end to the scene. You're, you're and, delaying it. Yeah. Yeah. Mike, Mike is. Uh, we've discussed this before. He's right. It's it's not the fault of the 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 movie that you're watching. It's the fault of the right. writing. It's right. well, yeah, the, the original ending was he gets sucked into the Phantom Zone. Okay. Like, like everybody else. And they they went with this instead to... I mean, they said to, to kind of show that you don't know what to expect. To kind yeah. of play with expectations and to give it kind of a bigger sense of drama, which, which it all does. And it's a huge... It, it can be a huge issue for... Uh, particularly for a confrontation between Clark and Bruce because Clark has his one rule. 
So it, there, now there's an opportunity for Clark, or well, Bruce has his one rule. Clark has an opportunity to go, I took a life. It was abhorrent to me, and I, I will do everything in my power never to take a life again. Right, and that that that's kind of the the question as to you know what what happens next with that, um, or is it just a decision that this is a Superman that is that will kill when push comes to shove? Yeah. Now, I will be upset with this reaction if he starts killing after the fact. If the if, if every movie ends with him snapping some guy's neck, then there's a problem. Yeah. But in you know if if that scenes in the next movie where he's you know I'm never gonna kill again and he's forced to say fight doomsday or dark side where again he's faced with no other option it's going to give that moment wait yeah i love this girl why are you i smiling? thought for a while i thought this was erica durant he is kind of for it I like, uh, yeah, the, the general's like, yeah. Whatever. <laughs> well, I can tell he's an attractive man. I'm not now, gonna... one of the things that I did think was a little, uh, for me at least, um, I th- I kind of personally needed a little bit more uh, unwind from the killing. Like, I think we, we wrap things up here a little quick. Yeah. I almost I almost needed some more decompression to deal with the wow this is this is not the superman that uh I love that this I saw, is, that we we have known before. This is one of my all-time favorite complaints. What? Him him wearing the compl- uh, the cape. They go because the only reason kids wore capes was because of Superman. Yeah. But so, look at her smirk. That see her smirk so it, in my head I can see it as he was helping her hang a laundry, and she tacked that. Uh, she saw the dog following him around, so she tacked the. Yeah, dog. well, well, because any because I've seen that done. Well, and and if you actually look, he's not playing with it on. He and he tries to take it off. It's there. I th- I think it's much simpler than that. Is he saw uh, three hundred directed by Zack Snyder, where everybody wears a red cape. There you yeah. go. Or you know, because it's not like Superman his... invented capes. No. Yeah. Doesn't Zorro have a cape? Yes. Uh, yeah, it's, it's more of a cloak, but yeah, same basic thing. Elvis had a cape. Elvis had a cape, but Elvis comes after Superman. We have to think of characters that come before Superman. Well, there's no, but see, comics, Elvis would have come like, before this Clark. Okay. So there's Blaze comics Elvis. in this in this universe, so that you know there could be the comic series. He could have read us. There could be superhero comics in this universe. Yeah. It's not. It's not like Batman Begins, where even the concept it, it it's never foreign. occurred. To yeah. 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 I mean that, and that's the thing is 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 how this is could be very much just setting up this this bigger thing. Yeah. And and I think that's what it is, and I think that's why some of the choices were made uh, in, in the way that they were made is because we're, we're really trying to do something very different. And, you know, the, and I guess the criticism and the complaint is from people who didn't want something different. They wanted something that was kind of that they were familiar with. That's a winning smile. <laughs> I, lo- I love the two last lines. Yeah. Welcome, Welcome to, to the, the planet. planet. Yeah. Glad to be here, Lois. 
come on. <sighs> Fuck everybody that doesn't like this movie. They can suck a ball sack. It's at least fun. Yeah. Uh, I don't. The complaint of it's joyless is complete bullshit. It's complete bullshit. Mike finds oh, it to be completely yeah, joyless. I don't. I don't. I don't. I think it's not a very joyful movie. Now, now that is a more accurate statement. It's not very joyful. Not joyful. No. Yeah. There's well. moments where they they there's humor in it. Yeah, but it's it's really much much less than than I I personally prefer right. out of. Uh, out of these kind of movies, I mean, it actually comes off kind of, kind of dour and depressing, and uh, it, and it's kind of a downer that this is this is a horrible thing that just happened, and yeah. the idea that the introduction of Superman into the world is a horrible thing instead of a wonderful thing is something a lot of people have a problem with, and I, I totally get that, and I understand. I mean, here this is the story that they're telling. But it's personally, I prefer the other stories. And that, that was my, I, mean, I feel the same way about Nolan's Batman movies. I, not at all, those don't read to me as Batman movies at all. But they're very good movies. And that's just how he's interpreting Batman. But that's not my preferred interpretation, nor is it here. But. But it's still a very good movie. And, and that's the thing, is one of those. If you were going to get the the Superman that you want for you, and I'm 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 doing you as a general thing, it's still going to be so oddly specific that very few people can be on board for everything in the movie. Right. Yeah. Because well, you know this. Go ahead. I think I think going into these movies as a gen, it, the general, your Superman the. I think that's the wrong way to go into a lot of these movies because you're just you're not going to get that. You can't get that because it's yours. Right. What what you really should be looking for is saying, "All right, show me why your interpretation is valid or not valid, and I'll make my decision from there." Yeah. Well, but that comes down to what what are you putting down your seven dollars or whatever to see i mean if, right. if if this is not the superman that that you want to see and i mean people go into it and they watch it and they, and they either connect with it or they don't and if it's not what they like and they want they were really hoping to get something else and they're not going to get that something else mm -hmm. then you know i kind of understand it and i mean personally i i would pref i still would prefer uh to see this kind of Superman that that I I like more, um, and I got that I got a lot of that Superman on Smallville, and I really was hoping to see a little bit more of that tone translated to a big screen, and I I should have never expected that considering who's doing this movie, and it's very much a Zack Snyder movie and a a Nolan kind of feel, and and, and for what it does, it's fantastic. Yeah, I, I just I like the other Superman better. Well, yeah, but it, that's an entirely different. You're you're saying I walked in this movie, I gave it a fair shake. It wasn't for me, but it was a good movie. Oh, I see. I'm, I, and... I'm mostly most of what I've noticed is I wanted whatever it was I wanted. I didn't get 100% of what I wanted, so now the movie's completely invalid, and I'm gonna pick every. It's it, it's yeah. Star Trek Into Darkness all right. over again. 
And I, I would, I, and see, I'm. This is the thing: is I keep sometimes I come off as like I don't like this movie, but as yeah. I kept pointing out, it's like I really enjoy watching this movie. So I don't. I I like. The, I think they did an amazing job. They just told us. They told a story and they did something with the character that was not what I was looking for. But that doesn't mean that this was not a great movie. But I see, mean, lots and, of things that, are not what I'm looking for. And what's funny, especially with DC fans, especially with Superman fans, uh, how many how many current Superman titles are there? Are there still only two? One. No, there's, there's three, three in Superman continuity. titles, and then three, well, four now that Superman Wonder Woman started. Yeah, okay, that's true. So, so when I was growing up, in the late 80s, early 90s, there were constantly four superman titles and yes they did cross over in between each other but each one had a different tone because if you liked man of steel you may not have liked superman and vice yeah. versa there was something for you and and that's why it's so weird when people don't understand that when they all gets focused down into one movie you're not you may or may not like things that they do in it because when you're reading the comic book you might have only been reading action comics because you didn't like superman right or, or you didn't like uh what's that? the adventures of superman isn't that one of them yeah, you know, you didn't yeah. like the, the tone in those books, but you did like the tone in this book. So you, people seem to forget that we have the privilege of having several different versions of Superman on the shelves at all times, and you can pick your Superman. When it comes to the movie, you get one shot. Yeah. So you got to swing for the general audience's fences. And well, it, well, and maybe maybe another thing to it is to be perfectly honest, we we as you know to whatever degree as longtime Superman fans are not the target audience, you know, and that, that one kind that one sticks me every once in a while as a comic book fan, as a superhero fan, I'm not the target audience of these movies. The target audience well, is the guy who's like, well, I got 10 bucks to spend. I'll go watch man of steel, you know? And, and, and the thing is though, for me, and this is why like those, those types of arguments I kind of have a problem with because uh, the the stuff that I'm talking about, the, the problems that I have, I I don't know that those those changes made that difference. You right. know, that's what I think is part of the problem. And, and looking at, you know, you listen to Snyder and you listen to Goyer when they're they're talking about the movie, and it, it it's very clear that they went into this with the, well, how do we fix it attitude, right. which I don't necessarily think the movie needed and i don't or the character needed and i I don't think that there's ever been an inherent problem with superman the reason people don't respond to superman is most of the stories people tell about superman are just not very good when they do tell a good story with superman people respond to it very very well so i don't think that it's a character needs fixing it's just you just need to find what works and i think a lot of things were changed and tweaked and abandoned for this idea of we have to make it acceptable to you know, a modern audience or whatever. But then all of the things that they're throwing out are things that you find in Marvel movies and the right. audiences are eating that up. So right. I think that there's kind of a cynicism that, well, we can have Thor can be fun, but Superman can't because people won't take Superman seriously. And we have to try and make him someone that can be taken seriously when the Marvel movies are going in the complete opposite direction. It's like that joke people made. DC is saying, uh, well, we have to really figure out a take on Wonder Woman, and Marvel says, "Here's a raccoon with a machine gun." <laughs> yeah, and it's like that's that's kind of the 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 problem that that I think we 
is kind of coming out of this is it just really seems like this this idea that we have to do that we have to darken it we have to change it because that's what made batman work is right. not necessarily you know the i mean it's the way they're choosing to go and because and it's christopher nolan and they put their faith in him but i i think the idea that that's the only way that it could have been successful is is just oh, not yeah. very yeah. it's just not true no it, well, it's 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 not the only way it could have been successful it's just, it, it it has nothing at least my my statement has nothing to do with the success of the movie it's more of a everybody's talking about i've been a superman fan of for 50 years yeah. but which superman yeah. There have been so many different Supermans over the last 50 years that you can be a fan of Superman for 50 years and it could be completely different from my fan, my Superman fandom. Well, uh, well but I think that I think, though, that the argument is that that that's not really that true, that Superman has been very, very consistent outside of maybe his earliest appearances. But there's a certain core that's not there in Batman, but it is there in Superman and, and in you know most of the Marvel characters that runs all the way back through the character. When people stray from that, that's where some people have a problem. I think uh, Superman is one of the most consistent characters, at least in terms of that core, that core element and the oh. character that he is. You know, it's funny too, because I think almost everybody that disliked this movie in the in the reactionary way was also they were the same people that didn't like Earth One. Yeah, a lot of people. Yeah, just just it's slightly different. I don't like it. Well, um, it, it's not what I want out of out of Superman. But I think a lot of people are more forgiving with something like Earth One because it's like, well, there's still plenty of other Superman comic books I could read. Right. But this is the only Superman cinematically you are going to be getting for quite a while and if you were a dude who's in his mid 40s hey this might be the last one you get yeah you're not gonna die soon mike if this goes on for 10 years i can yeah. easily be dead in 10 years i i like i could easily be dead in 10 years <laughs> <laughs> well the the other thing in the movie's me, over by the way though, yeah you are <laughs> we're still the talking other, the other thing for me is uh you know it's kind of a question of Warner Brothers, the DC movies are not Warner Brothers cash cow. That's Harry Potter. And you can tell it's Harry Potter because they've thrown a bunch of money at J.K. Rowling to write more Harry Potter. Yeah. Right now, Disney's big, big cash cow is Marvel. So they're going to say, you give us as much Marvel as you can because we're going to make money off of this. DC is like, yeah, I guess could do a superhero movie but you know we've got this harry potter movie then we we need to give them a lot of money and then we got these three or four oscar bait movies so like dc has never been warner brothers top priority no but i think there's moments where dc makes warner brothers a lot a lot of money like dark knight or batman 89 or even this this made a lot of money like people talk like this was a flop it made what 700 800 million at the box office something like that worldwide i don't know um yeah, I, I thought it, it was more like six i don't know because it, it like i know it made more money overseas it was like the thor thing where it made more money overseas and it made in america oh so, yeah uh, that's that's very common now though um but one of the things that uh but i th but i think that dc entertainment was 
trying to make it that kind of priority and they just yeah. weren't able to do it. I mean, they, yeah. they, they, this is, they have to replace the Dark Knight franchise. And, and yeah, yeah, I mean, they, the problem with Harry Potter is they might have, they might be trying to get her to write more books, but that's going to be a while till those are there and they need, right. they need blockbusters. They lost well, Harry Potter. You know, they're all, they're also talking about just flat out rebooting Harry Potter. Yeah. Like, 662,854,000. And, and that's the thing is I think that, that Warner's is trying to get a hold of that next billion dollar franchise. And the problem with right. Harry Potter is they don't own it. Yeah. Well, and Whereas see, these, you know, Superman and Batman, they, they want to try and get that kind of Marvel thing, but they just haven't uh, gotten the traction. I don't, think they, I don't think they ever can. I think what happened with Marvel was a happy accident. A lightning in a bottle. Type well, I, th- yeah. I think that that's why they're not. Well, see, I, I think that they're not trying to emulate that. Yeah. But they, I think it's it's certainly possible to get to that point, and that's I think that's what Star Trek's trying to do too, is to be that be to Paramount, be that yeah, be that kind of blockbuster. Paramount fortunately has Transformers, which is really doing that for them, um, and, despite uh, whether or not people like it. Yeah, well, they, but they like uh, it but yeah, lot. I mean that they they need those kind of, and that that's that's I think part of my problem with with this movie and with again a lot of superhero movies is by because they for strictly financial reasons not creative reasons they have to be these big blockbusters that it gets bigger and bigger each year because yeah. they need to be that billion dollar thing we can't have a 500 million dollar movie yeah that that's that, why the studio goes why, broke somehow yeah that's why uh that's why the one i keep rooting for is justice league dark if del toro can get that because that that'll find you know the the thing that superhero movies need right now is that mid level. You know, it's the same thing superhero comics. Yeah, it, it has where you've got you've got your big dogs, you've got your Batman's, your Superman's, and over at Marvel you've got your, you know, Avengers and Spider Man's. But you've also got your mid levels, the yeah. the ones that the ones that you can you have more freedom with because there's not as much writing on. Well, like what Marvel's doing with. Uh... Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, and and if yeah, but Guardians least, still might be a big movie. It yeah, could be. They're trying. They're trying to make it a big. Movie. But it I mean, if be. you look at like um, uh, the Wolverine, which yeah. very much was not. I mean, it was. I mean, I walked out of that movie going, I, finally a movie where a building didn't fall down. Yeah, and, and it, you know, it made it made good money. It, well, it, it clearly made enough to where Fox is happy because they're talking about doing another Wolverine. Oh, sure, but the thing is, and it, I mean, it it shouldn't have been a blockbuster. It really was not. I mean, I enjoyed it, but it was not a great movie. I th- but, I thought it was I thought it was serviceable. I, oh, I, I I had a good. I enjoyed it. I but, I I liked what they did. Oh, so did I. I mean, I I enjoyed it a lot. But I but Still as I was watching it. it, I was thinking, you know. If this were truer to what Aronofsky was sh- going to shoot for with making it more of almost like a samurai movie, yeah. I could easily have seen that being hugely successful. And it, it's like I want to see them do someone do some smaller scale. N- the yeah. world is not in peril. Uh, superhero movies that can that are successful. So then maybe we can start getting more of that. And it doesn't have to keep being. Like that, that was one of the things that I, not a criticism, but one of the things I would have liked to have seen in a Batman movie is Batman like solve a crime, not yeah. save Gotham. 
but just yeah, like saw because that's something that is such a great story that you get in the comics and there are plenty of detective movies and caper movies but because the superhero movies now have to be blockbusters they 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 won't do that kind of thing until somebody takes a chance and and so eventually somebody will and they'll yeah. do a smaller movie with a smaller story that's going to make a billion dollars and people are going to wow you can make a billion dollars without spending 250 million dollars and but then we're going to get some nice just like indie movies kind of took over Hollywood for a while. So we're, but uh, this is over because, you know, you've got to uh, cut this together and put it up on the internet in like an hour and a half. Oh, so. yeah. Uh, so anyway, th- that was Man of Steel. That was Man of Steel. Uh, for Ta-da. more of our conversation, listen to nothing. Nothing. <laughs> uh, next week is a new life after. <clears throat> so, yeah, that'll, that'll happen next week. Uh, until next time, fuck you. Good night. <laughs> Good night.